What's up, guys? Welcome to the Fresh Fit Podcast. Today, we got good friend, real estate investor, multimillionaire, a bunch of other great things. That would take me forever to do the intro. John from Bulldog Mindset in the house. Guys, it's going to be a good one. Let's get into it, baby. What's up, guys? Myron Gaines here, one half of the Fresh Fit Podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, guys, Anchor is totally free. You don't need to spend your own money. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, what's up, folks? Today we're not having a bunch of random girls in here. Crap! <laughs> we got in the house was all mindset. John, how you doing, bro? Good, good. I got it's a tough act to follow to sit in the seat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but now, nah, man. Um, so John, right? We we went out last night. We went out um the day before. What's your thoughts on Miami, man? I want to hear from you so far. <laughs> well, it's hard to give like really good take on it because everything's still kind of closed so yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen enough to to know i think i gotta go to the beach first mm-hmm. and then you know and then i'll, I'll make an assessment but yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah. it's kind of bad with the curfew right yeah for those that don't know guys miami we're pretty much we never open back up like we're kind of on lot well we're not on lockdown but we have a curfew of midnight right now yeah which is pretty ridiculous so <laughs> Basically, the top clubs are closed. So live story, you know, you want to come here and get lit at Miami Beach. Right now is not the time to do it. We get a lot of DMs. Hey, I'm going to come to Miami. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And it's like, listen, for all you guys that want to come here, yeah. don't come here right now, man. I'm telling you, this is not like you'll still be able to find things to do. Yeah. But unless you're like a hot girl or you got to hook up with a mansion or mansion boat, party, party, boat party, like, bro, as a regular single guy coming down here, unless you know people, don't come down here. Mm-hmm. So because the club scene is not as good right now. You know what I mean? That's just the reality. Facts. What? All right, so we'll start the uh, podcast. Well, hold on. Actually, you know what? People are probably wondering, yo, how'd you meet John for Bulldog Mindset? So there you go. Let's take a walk down memory lane real fast. So I met John through, obviously, my uh, my good friend, John from Modern Life Dating, right? John Hogwood. And um, uh, we're meeting with John. We did we released together uh, Pandemic Pickup. We did a couple of business ventures where, you know, I would come in and help coaches, guys uh, in the Body Language Mastery webinars. Uh, which now I think he calls the Male Empowerment Network, MEN, um, which, you know, it's fantastic. You meet a bunch of people from different walks of life. Um, you know, we got investors in there, real estate guys, millionaires, athletes, you know, guys high up in the military, whatever it may be. So there's someone in the community that, you know, you'll be able to learn from. And uh, just from working with John, I was able to get across with John from Bulldog Mindset. And um, and then John, you know, had me on his channel, was gracious enough to have host me on his channel. And we did an interview. And then ever since then, we've been like friends. And we talk offline about, a million different things, which I will not say here on YouTube that aren't too YouTube friendly. And uh, yeah, man, we're just forged a relationship. And now he's here in Miami and we're happy to have him, man. Me and him got a late night workout yesterday at like yeah. three or four <laughs> in the morning, dude. And then we started chopping it up about business half asleep. And uh, and yeah, man. And then Fresh took him out today. So it was, it was a good time, guys. So that's that's how we all became friends. And obviously I introduced uh, Fresh to John. And Fresh had already known John because Fresh is into real estate, as you guys know. And John uh, makes a lot of his money from real estate. So so yeah, man, it was it was a it was a perfect storm waiting. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, back from the simple pro- programmer days uh, for coding. Yeah, so I learned a lot from John. So we, we want to know, right, bro? What is the bulldog mindset? What is the bulldog mindset? So the bulldog mindset is basically the opposite of the victim mindset, right? So 
really the best way to think of it as taking full responsibility for your life, right? Anything that is blame is a victim mindset. Anything that is an excuse is a victim mindset, whether it's a valid excuse or not. So the whole idea of victim mind or a bulldog mindset is to, you know, to develop a, a stoic philosophy for life, right? A stoic mindset, the idea that you don't allow, you know, fate, you don't allow fortune, you don't allow external things to control your internal, you're the, the you're responsible for yourself. And, you know, bulldog mindset really encompasses, you know, my goal with bulldog mindset is to teach men how to be men because men are pussies today. They, they forgot how to be men. Mm -hmm. And in, in order to be really, uh, you know, a, a, a strong man today, a masculine man, you have to become self-sufficient. You have to take, uh, you know, take full responsibility for your life and you can't have that victim mindset. That's what bulldog mindset is. And, and the idea is like just to teach people, uh, you know, what they need, right? Men need to know how to make money, right? They know how they need to know how to get in shape and how to get women. That's, that's what, what you need to do to be a man. And you got to have the mindset, the right mindset to do it. So. So, uh, John, yeah. for those that don't know, you went through like an incredible transformation. Like I thought I went through a good one when I was fat and, uh, <laughs> like you, you put me to shame, man. Um, and you basically went from like, you know, simp to pimp essentially not shamelessly plugging my stuff, but anyway, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no man. Um, and you basically, you were fat, had glasses, looked like a dork. You know what I mean? It was like crazy. If you guys like, maybe we could get the picture and put it up on the side here for you guys. Is it on your your uh, website? It's on your website. Yeah, yeah. There's some. Yeah, Chris, if you could pull it up because I want people to see this transformation. Website, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Can you, Radical, man. Can you tell us uh, what made you become the man you are today from the simple programmer that we saw before? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of different things. Like there was, you know, definitely multiple transformations that, that occurred, you know, from, from different times in my life. But the big thing, like the moment that really changed things for me, I, I would say that that moved me in that direction for that particular transformation was I remember going to the store to buy some five, some size 46 pants, you know, because the mm. 44s didn't fit me. And that's damn. <laughs> that was like that was the point where I was like, John, you know, you're actually you're a fat ass. Like there's no question about this at this point. You can't couldn't look in the mirror anymore and just be like, ah, I got a little bit of a belly. It was like, no, you're you're a fat ass. And what I realized from that point was I sort of had this kind of uh, awakening moment where I realized that like, you know, it, it's what I call everybody thinks they're going to be a rock star someday. You know, everyone thinks that someday they're going to they're going to get the girls. They're going to have fame and money and all these things and live this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And everyone kind of tends to have this like thinking somewhere in the future, someday I'll get my due someday. I'll you know, and it's it's not fucking true. You know, most people die uh, and, and live a mediocre life. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and and so what I realized was that that shit wasn't happening for me. That wasn't there's you know, this is a, is not a dress rehearsal. This is the real deal. And the direction my life was going was not the direction I went. Now, now granted, I still had some success. Remember, I, I was a successful software developer. Right. I had some real estate investments. Right. But I was not the man that I wanted to be and that I knew I was capable of being. And sort of from that day forward, I realized like I had just this panic moment of realizing like if I do not completely change my life around now, that dream life that I envisioned that I would like to have someday that, you know, I said that everyone wants to be a rock or thinks they're going to be a rock star. I'll never have that uh, unless I actually make it happen. And so uh, from that day forward, I really, you know, I started studying personal development. I got on a diet, started running and got 
got into shape, lost like a hundred pounds in I think six or seven months. Mm. Damn. And, and Chris, then, if we could pull yeah. that picture up real fast, it's on your website, right? Yeah, yeah we have it yeah. up right now. We on have the, it. Yeah, just just share screen it just so they can see it. We got three super chats. Oh, okay, yeah. uh, we'll do the super chats real quick, then we'll show his transformation because I want you guys to really see this. Yeah. So for all you guys making excuses like, oh bro, I don't know if I could do this. Oh, I'm insulin, too big. Insulin, bro. No, I have a slow metabolism. Like, bro. Shut up. Like yeah. it, you could definitely get in shape. Just a matter of how bad do you want it? Okay. So we got the first super chat here. Uh, Tyrone Thug Nasty Bigums. How to quit alcohol, red pilled SAF, uh, making 70K as a 23 year old living, uh, lifting, applying game, investing, but I have to, uh, have my few drinks at night advice. Um, mm. John, what do you think on that? I, I think that's just bullshit. <laughs> that's like, you don't have to have your few drinks at yeah, night. Right? Like that's, it's not even, it's not even a a physical addiction like with alcohol it's like a psychological yeah. addiction mostly so unless you're actually an alcoholic in which case that's a that's a different a whole different thing but if it's just having a few drinks you just have to decide that you're you know discipline is 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 mostly commitment and mm-hmm. you just have to make a rule for yourself and, and commit i mean you know i did one meal a day fasting until five o'clock for like five years right with the missing maybe like 10 days in that whole time period. And the reason why is because I made a rule for myself and I committed to it. And so if you make a rule for yourself and say, no, I'm not going to drink alcohol, or maybe you just make a rule and, and, and you say, I will only drink alcohol on Saturday nights or one, one day a week or one day a month. I mean, maybe you don't have to be completely a hundred percent, but whatever rule that you create for yourself, you have to follow it. Otherwise you will lose trust in yourself because what's probably happening. And the reason why you're probably having trouble quitting alcohol is you're probably saying, okay, I'm not going to drink tonight. And then you do, and then you don't trust yourself. So the next time you say it, it means even less, right? You know, and it's funny, I've got this, I was just applying for a refinance on, on one of my properties and it, the, and the company that's doing the refinance, they send these automated emails that say, we need this documentation from you and this right. and this. And so I email and I, I uploaded the documentation they needed. And then I, the the loan officer that's doing the refinance he emailed me he said oh just ignore those emails <laughs> right and then they keep on sending it to me and now it's like if they actually need to send me an email that actually means that i am they need something from me mm-hmm. i'm just going to ignore it because yeah. i don't believe so that's what happens with the voice in your head right so you don't trust yourself and so if you violate your own trust and you say oh i'm going to I'm going to stop drinking. I'm not going to drink tonight. And then you do it. Then the next time that you say that, it's like one of those emails that's like, ah, yeah, we can just ignore that. Your, your subconscious says, ah, fuck that guy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. We'll just drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. He, he says he's going to go to the gym tomorrow in the morning. He's not really going to do it. He says he's going to do this. So you have to keep you have to gain trust in yourself and keep it. It has to be the biggest commitment that you make in your life is to, to not let yourself down, not, not other people. Well so. said. And I, and I just want to say this real quick, man. Like when I get questions like this, I'm just like, really, nigga? Because here's the thing, bro. Real talk. I, I always say this is why it's so important to go to the gym and train hard. And the reason why is because when you go to the gym and you train hard, it's going to set the foundation for which you can propel yourself. So if you go to the gym, right? Let me show you how, how it like builds upon itself. You go to the gym, you train really hard. You're going to be less apt to want to drink alcohol and eat bad food because you just busted your ass in the gym and you want to get 100% return on investment of you being in the gym. So that's going to dictate your behaviors after. This is why I tell guys all the time, go to the grocery store and go grocery shopping after you go to the gym mm. because you're in a good mindset. You just you just worked really, really hard. Now you're like, oh, you know what? I don't really want to eat, get this like crappy food, whatever it may be, because I just killed myself in the gym. So I want to make sure I get everything back on it. So it starts with the gym where you actually have to put a good amount of effort in. And then every behavior after that 
is probably going to be a good decision because you're going to want to recoup, right? That, that investment you made in the gym and that on that pain. So it starts with going to the gym and training hard. And then from there, you're going to make better decisions with your food, better decisions with your sleep, better decisions with your lifestyle, better decisions with how much water you're going to drink. Then finally, you'll be like, okay, night's almost uh, at the end. Do I need a nightcap with this red wine? No, I don't need it. I need to, I don't need to be like a single bimbo with a cat. So I'm not going to drink this wine. And then you go to bed, boom. And then bam, you just made one day where you're successful. Continue that for weeks, for months, for years. And then you get the physique that you want. As simple as that, man. Time plus consistency equals results every single time. Uh, next one. No, Sorry. we have two more. Then, yeah, two uh, more. Share screen. RBG. Okay. Uh, RBG, uh, 1827, go to Orlando. The bars are all on one street. Yeah, that, I mean, dude, Orlando is terrible, though. The girls yeah, are not boring. nearly as hot, bro. It's boring as hell. Sketch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was in Orlando. Yeah, dude. A bunch <laughs> was... of those chicks, it's just like you look at them and you're like, oh, hell no. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, Orla downtown Orlando is a good place to get into a fist fight. That's Facts. Like, like street fighter. That's yeah, like it's like legit street fighter Seriously. happening live. Like you know, that's uh, yeah. You're just yeah. like fatality. And there's a bunch of crazy feminists out there too. When I was yeah. there, that's the th first thing I noticed. Like a lot of overweight feminists that yeah. are like super rude and entitled. And I was like, I I don't like this. Like, and th here's the thing: when you live in Miami for a while, guys, you end up getting spoiled because yeah. they're like, yo, all these chicks are hot, and then you go up to like Orlando or DC, and you're just like. Like these girls are terrible. Yeah, I, want, but, I want to come right right back home, bro. Yeah, nah, like those, we're kind of spoiled here. But those chicks are waiting for you. They're, they're, <laughs> waiting, they're waiting to welcome you, especially their, now. Their, yes, they want to give you a big hug. But especially with the TikTok so, yeah. stuff going yes. on. Uh, we got Tyrone Thug Nasty Bigums. Uh, how does the uh, combative sports and martial arts, um, wrestling, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, affect confidence with women? And what does it teach you about life? I'll mm. let you take that one, John. Yeah, I mean, you know, it it doesn't directly translate it doesn't directly apply like i, I think <clears throat> the, the problem with a lot of guys is they try and do things so okay getting over your fear of approaching women nothing will get you over your fear except for approaching women right so there's a lot of guys that try to sidestep this and and again i'm not saying necessarily that you're doing that but don't rely on don't be like okay well if i do martial arts uh, then I will know, like you You can never get rid of fear. You can only choose to have courage. Like trying to get rid of fear is a very mm. bad strategy. Fear is life. good. Yeah. Yeah. Fear is good. Courage is the thing that you can strengthen. And so, but again, to take the other side of it, you know, martial arts, anything that is going to be combative, where you're going to conquer, where you're going to win, it's going to raise your testosterone, right? It's been proven in, in studies after, you know, a, a team wins. A, a sporting event their testosterone is higher so it is it is going to uh, you know sort of ingrain those the, that mindset in into you when you're when you're a person that that's able to uh, to do that as well so uh, so so it's it's not really you know don't try to do this and, and try to think that's going to translate over but being someone who walks into a situation who doesn't hide from uh, from situations that they don't like and, and is willing to go into their uh, outside of their comfort zone, that's going to, that's going to translate that, that itself, that attribute, not just doing the thing, if that makes sense. Right. So having the mindset of saying, I, whatever it is, I'm going to tackle it. I'm going to do it. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I don't know. It, it's, it's also just part of being masculine, right? We're as men, we are fucking hunters. We're designed to, to hide, to hunt and to fight and you have to have some kind of avenue for that and it and will bring out more masculinity in you. So I think it's a good overall thing. It's just don't use it as a substitute for overcoming your fear. Because if you do that, it, it's going to have the opposite effect. Yeah. Nice. No, excellent explanation. And guys, this is just because I really wanted you guys to see what, where John came from. Like the, the uh, Chad that you see before you now was not <laughs> always a Chad. OK, <laughs> so uh, John, can you talk about this picture right here? How old were you back then? 
Yeah, I'm trying to think. That was probably like, I want to say that's like 29, 28. Maybe. Okay. It might have been even younger than that. It might have been like 27. Uh-huh. So, something somewhere around. You look there. one yeah. of those guys from World of Warcraft. Yeah. <laughs> Nim, Gil- Nim Gilbert. Yeah. Hey, how, how much did you weigh back then? I was probably right around 300 pounds. 300 pounds. Yeah. And today you are? I'm about 245 yeah. right now. Yeah. With nice. a lot more muscle and yep. a lot less fat. So, yeah. Yeah, guys. So, if yeah. if you can, you know, if you guys could see the transformation here, man. If he could do it, you guys could do it too, Level man. Up no excuses. Life, Level up. No excuses because yeah. I definitely wanted to show this transformation is like phenomenal. So, um, okay. So, we'll, we'll uh, switch gears real quick from yeah. uh, fitness and everything like that. Do we have another one, uh, Chris? Yeah, yeah we have two more. We have uh, two more. Red, Red Pill Mike, Mike five bucks. Go ahead, Chris. You got it. Question for John. When you mentor a person, what is the most common factor you've seen that makes them succeed and calmly makes them fail? Gosh, that's a really good question. That's a really good yeah, question. Red Pill Mike is, always yeah. has the, yeah, you know, the, the real thought-provoking thought. questions. Real Even stuff. when we do our late-night streams, the girls are like, oh, my God, I don't know how to answer this. What's you know what I'm saying? Like, most common factor. So, okay, I, I I got an answer. And again, you know, I always say this because because there's multiple ways to answer any question, right? Because it's always like the lens that they choose to answer it through today, right? And so I could give you a totally different answer tomorrow and it would be equally right, right? Because there's there's so so many ways to look at this. And it, it's all kind of like we're everything's kind of a model. We're always we're looking at things that can't be described by words and we're trying to put them into words into concepts, right? That's what that's what we do, right? So so the the one that I'll, I'll tell you today is commitment. I think commitment is the key, right? So it's it's really one of the greatest secrets to life is is being committed. When when you choose to commit to something, fully committing to a thing, that really is what determines success. And it's the way I describe it a lot is, you know, and it happens a lot of times whether I'm coaching guys on business or on on game, you know, and, and getting good with women. A lot of times guys will tell me, well, I'll, I'll try. I'm going to try this business idea. I'm going to try to make a YouTube channel. I'm going to try and go out and do what you said and approach this girl. Or I'm going to try going out tonight and I'm going to I'm going to hope that I'm going to get laid. And my answer is always you're going to fail then because you have to commit. You have to say you can't say I'm going to try. You have to say I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make it happen. You have to believe it. And you have to decide that you're because it's a totally different thing. Like, you know, especially if you're going to be successful in business, you cannot try. You cannot try because the reason why you can't try is because you are inevitably going to face a monkey, a giant ass monkey in your path. And he's, you know, and what are you going to do? He's going to beat the shit out of you. And then if you're just trying, you're like, I guess the path is blocked. I'm going to go back home. Uh, but you, if you're committed to it, you're like, well, I got to get there. I'm going to I don't care how many times I have to get beat up by this fucking monkey. You know, I'm going to figure out what what I need to do and, and get around this monkey somehow. Uh, and, and that's the difference. It's the same thing, whether it be business or be game. You know, guys give up. They're like, oh, I tried. I cold approached. Girls don't like me. I'm ugly. I'm, you know, black pilled. <laughs> you know, game doesn't work. I approached 300 women and it didn't work. And I'm like, then you have to you have to. It's a mindset. Then approach. What what is it going to take? Is it take a thousand to work? Then fucking do a thousand. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like you have to do whatever it's going to take. That's the, yeah. that's the difference of the mindset. It's the same thing again. Like I said in business, is it's like when you're in business and you're like, I'm going to make this damn thing work, no matter what. You're going to figure out whatever it takes to make it work. And if you're like, I'm going to try, you're always going to hit an obstacle, and you and you're going to you're going to seem like it's not it's going to seem like it's not going to work, and you're going to give up because that's that's the nature of the beast. So. If, if you're committed, and again, you could look at it as saying burning the boats, right? It's the same yep. thing. Like you got to burn the boats. You got to say, yeah, 
there, there's no going back, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I'll, I'll give you one one kind of concrete example from my life. When I was a when I was a kid, there was this uh, this ditch. I lived in South Carolina, and and there was this big ditch, like that, like in the housing area where we used to play, right? And and this ditch was maybe like ten feet. I don't know how how wide it was across. And on the other side of the ditch was this really cool forest and graveyard and all kinds of fun stuff that we we would get into trouble as kids. And some days there would be like planks across there from where the workers that had built on the houses. Some kids had put some planks, but a lot of times they would take the planks down because they didn't want us crossing that 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 uh, that ditch. And so what would happen is you go to to the way to get across that that ditch is you have to run and you have to jump across it. Now it's it's enough distance where you can make it, but you can only make it if you run as hard as you fucking can, right? And so what inevitably happens, and you can and you watch kids do this, and I did this myself, is the the the, the kid will try to and, and run and he'll run full sprint as fast as he can until he gets close to the edge, and then he'll start to slow down because he's getting close to the edge, and then he'll jump and <laughs> yeah. fall in yeah. the fucking mud. Yeah, right. And it's the stupidest thing, right? It's the stupidest thing, like. I did it myself and I'm like, why the fuck did I slow down? Right. And it's because that, because I was trying, I was in my mind when I was going to do that jump, I was like, I'm going to try and I'm running, running. And then I'm like, Oh shit, I'm not going to make it. So I'm like, slow down. And then I jump and I, and then I do fail. I make myself fail by, by slowing down. So what you have to do, the most, the, the best way to be successful to, to get across that, that, uh, that ditch is to run as hard as you fucking can and jump as hard as you fucking can. It doesn't matter how close you get to that that edge because you're either going to make it or you're not going to make it, right? And sometimes you will make it. And sometimes you might fall in still, but you're going to have the best shot. And so that's why you have to commit instead of trying because trying says maybe I maybe I could slow down. Maybe I could, you know, and, and that's what trips you up because then you put in the effort. You, you've already boosted yourself in the direction uh, of success, but then you slow down just before you get to the edge of the ditch and instead of flying across it, you fall in it. Dude, like seriously. Damn, son, where'd you find this? <laughs> Yo, I'll say this, man. Like, just to just double back real quick. Guys, you gotta understand to be successful, you gotta do what's required at all times. Okay. Like yesterday, perfect example. Me and John felt like crap after doing that that show. But what would we do? We walked to Fresh's uh, you know, building because this building has a 24 hour gym when we weren't worked out. You know, we didn't feel like it, but we understood to you know, to become successful, you got to do what's required because, you know, John had some calls he had to do the, ne the next day. So we went and we trained and that's really what it is. A big part of discipline is doing things not when you feel like it, but when you don't feel like it. So uh, we'll hit uh, the next part. Um, uh, super chat here. Six Afi. Oh, man. OK, they're coming in. All right. Afi Kingdom uh, Afi with the $5 super chat. Blessings, brothers. Showing love. I'll catch the playback. Thank you so much. Thanks, I got my glasses on so I can actually read them now. Jason, uh, Jason 499 super sticker. Thank you so much, Jason. Uh, we got. Dean with the 199, how to invest in crypto, what websites or apps. We'll get into the guys. So, uh, Chris, can we start making a note of questions? And guys, yep. we will open up the phone lines and answer questions uh, at the end. Yep. Um, and then who do we got here? Um, Shonen Spirit Beast, uh, Bulldog Mindset is one of the most underrated content creators, period. Yep. I was literally talking with John about this this morning. Uh, John, what are some pr uh, principles that you can recommend men should follow? We will definitely answer that. So crypto and then principles men should follow. Yep. And then third here, we got Kevin C., uh, level up, level up, level up. Oh, yeah, man, definitely, yep. dude. Absolutely. So, um, and yeah, I, gotta, I gotta say real quick, too. Yeah, go ahead. Is it so, shown spirit, right? Yeah, yep. I see you, man. I see you because I see you all the time, uh, you know, in, in my comments and, and everywhere. So, I see you. 
Yeah, we're going to definitely get to your question. Don't worry. Uh, who, who else is up next? Uh, Alexandru uh, Grigador. Totally agree. Good content, guys. Keep it up. Thank you so much, guys. We're coming for that number Thanks, one man. spot. No ludicrous. You Appreciate guys know it. what time it is. Shout yeah, we out to got the 309 and one of five likes. Hey, hey yo, 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 hold on, hold no, on. We need more. Yo, we need, we need 200 likes at least. I'm going to play this annoying who wants to be a millionaire theme until we get it. Minimum, guys. All right. Don't well, forget John to like the video. <laughs> Comment and subscribe because we're probably going to get deplatformed sometime from Angry Feminist Matter or TikTok and Curtis making videos about us and having a bunch of angry feminists come to our to our page and leave comments. So here we go. 200 likes, guys. And I will also continuously, shamelessly plug, plug. our merchandise. And so, Patreon. And Patreon. So <laughs> patreon.com slash freshfit for where you can get a bunch of videos. The two girls in one table interviews are all on there, $50 tearing up. 97 tier get zoom calls we will have a zoom call right after this it'll be a little bit shorter than usual yeah. but you'll be able to get in there 97 tier and above we have to call every monday after the show uh what else we got merchandise merchandise fresh and fit t-shirts are in stock go ahead and get those and we got sweaters as well yep uh link will be in the chat and then i also got another t-shirt where it says uh punish, punish girls that reschedule dates on me just to make fun of all the people that are mad on tiktok make sure to wear it in front of a feminist uh that is also in stock and then what else john what are you selling yeah, let's shamelessly plug your stuff I'm, too. I'm selling the Bulldog Mindset membership. So okay, so tell, tell them about it. Yeah, so for thirty bucks a month right now, actually seven dollars for the for the trial. Uh, if you, if you get in, go to my YouTube channel and, and you can find it in the description link, and uh, you get access to one exclusive video every week on mindset, fitness, uh, dating, and uh, making money, and then uh, live Q and A every month. Uh, access to the Discord server, Facebook group, Strava group. What else do we do in there? Uh, book summaries, all, all kinds of good stuff. So. Take the bulldog yeah, yeah. quiz, guys. Yeah, quiz is very important. Take the, guys, take yeah. the quiz. And uh, how many likes are we at right now? Uh, we're at 155. 155. Hey, guys, we will Yo. continue to plug uh, our stuff likes, until guys. we hit 200 likes. Almost there. In the meantime, I am selling fitness coaching. If you guys want to come on and get in shape with Myron Gaines, where I will make fun of you and tell you to definitely go to the grocery store after you lift, <laughs> join in. Uh, click the link below for a one-on-one -on -one consult. Fresh is taking on Instagram clients that want him to control their Instagram, Instagram. so he can help you get girls and uh, pretty much use Instagram to womanize. And then uh, what else? Are you selling anything else, John? Yeah, I do. I do coaching as well. Uh, yeah, you can just go to my my channel and you can find it in the description there. But uh, the yeah, plugging will not stop until we hit 200 likes. Patreon.com slash FreshFit. What else? Go. I'm starting to think you guys like this. Like, like, like the video. <laughs> Come on. We don't want to sit here and plug all day. What else? Uh, uh, we got high value course coming out. Yeah, that's going to come soon. We're going to finish filming it tomorrow, guys. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna have our boy. Uh, my accountant will be featured in it as well. Uh, he's he's also a millionaire and he knows quite a bit of a few ways to save you money on taxes, which we will teach you guys. Uh, Chris, what are we at on likes? We at one seventy three. One seventy three, guys. Okay, almost there. Go ahead. You go to you go to Amazon.com and you can get my books and learn how to become a software developer. Bam! Okay. There you go. Software developer career guide, Wall Street Journal bestseller. Okay, number four, or I think it's five on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. So it's a good one. That's how you know we're really reaching on this plugging. He never plugs that book. That's so you, right. got, you guys, for real. you guys will continue yeah. for to real the plugging until we do until we get two hundred likes. One ninety two. One ninety two. Eight more. So what, what, eight, I'm selling my iPhone. Eight more. Eight more. One eighty two. One eighty two. One eighty two. One eighty two. Oh, guys, we need two hundred likes. The show will not continue until we hit eight hundred. Uh, two hundred likes. Two hundred likes, guys. Like the video. There's 321 of you like watching right now. 200 likes. Guys, also sub to the channel. 
Because I like it's watch, but you don't sub to the channel. I mean, yeah. like, come on, guys. Yeah, sub to the channel, man. Commit. 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 You guys, you silent Commit. watchers. <laughs> just do it. Subscribe to the channel, man. Like, just 194. Don't try. 194. <laughs> don't try, guys. Just, just commit. Subscribe. That's it. Yo, turn up the USB, Chris. It's, it's up. Oh, 200 likes. 200 likes. All right, all right, all right. We hit it. We hit the number. Perfect. We're, we we hit 200 likes, man. That was pulling teeth, man. Guys, we don't enjoy plugging our stuff, honestly. Yeah, Surprise! Like I'm over here thinking, like, what can we sell? <laughs> okay, so uh, we're gonna switch gears real quick uh, from the fitness and mindset over to uh, real estate. Um, okay, yep. For some of you guys that don't know, John doesn't really brag about it too much, but I will for him. The guy's a millionaire. Uh, th- a big part thanks to a real estate investing, being very savvy with his money. Yeah. Uh, early on, he was able to leave the job force at what 35. You're a millionaire, pretty much, and out. Uh, 33. 33. Yeah. Even yeah, even younger, man. Nice. So. Um, so how does one start investing in real estate? That's yeah. A good question. So, I mean, the, the, what you have to do is first save up enough money for down payment, right? So mm-hmm. typically it's going to be a 20% down. That's, that's what I would recommend. Uh, you know, if you have a smaller amount of money, right? Because people always ask me all the time, like, how should I invest a thousand dollars? Don't, or, or, or rather invest it in yourself, right? Invest it in your own personal development, buying books, buying courses, Buying things that are going to increase your income to the point where you can save twenty to thirty or forty thousand dollars to make a real estate investment. Because if forty thousand dollars is a lot of money to you and it's hard to save, I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying that you need that your bigger problem is that you need to be able to figure out a way to be able to earn more money. Yep. Because you know you're you're just you're not going to make money without having some amount of money to, to start with. It's just too hard. Now people do all kinds of weird real estate stuff and and it'll work if you really want to hustle trying to do fix and flips and trying to do you know wholesaling, wholesaling. and and you can do uh what you call it uh you know deed in lieu of foreclosure type of arrangements where you you know knock on doors and stuff but honestly that's just work it's just work investing and 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 working in the real estate industry are two different things and, and a lot of people confuse that because they think you know if i if i buy a property and i fix it up and then I hold on to it, then I got a discount on it. No, what you did was you did a rehab and you got paid as a general contractor to do the rehab. <laughs> uh, and then you decided to sink the the earnings that you made into that into an investment, which is not a bad idea, but you could probably make more money unless you're actually a general contractor with experience uh, doing your regular job or increasing your skill set so you can get a better job. So start off there getting enough money. You need about 20% down payment to to buy a property that's that's the first place and you know my whole strategy is for the long term buy and hold so what we're looking for with with real estate is we're looking for investments not speculation now the way i define an investment versus speculation is investment is something that doesn't require a future event to occur in order for it to give you a return Mm -hmm. okay a speculation is anything other than that so if you're relying on a future event it is a speculation right so when when I buy a property, for example, if I buy a real estate investment, all right, I call it an investment because I know that if I put down this money, if I buy this property, all right, I'm going to get this much rent. I have a 30-year fixed mortgage on the property, so I have a specific amount of debt service that I'm going to pay, taxes, insurance, add that all up, and I know that I'm getting a return on my money or my investment. It's a good deal then. The price of the of the property doesn't have to go up in order for me to get a return. Now, obviously I'll get a better return as a pre, uh, real estate does appreciate, you know, for sure. And that, and we are counting on that in the long term. but in order to buy a good investment, what you want to look for 
is something that doesn't require a future event in order for you to, uh, to, to make money, right? So, and then the other examples outside of real estate would be, you know, a dividend yielding stock. That would be an investment, whereas buying a non-dividend yielding stock would be a speculation, right? Uh, buying a bond that has a yield, uh, you know, it, it has a face value. It has a yield to that. It, it is an investment versus buying Bitcoin is a speculation. It doesn't pay you anything for that. Unless you buy Ethereum and then you use DeFi to stake your Ethereum, now it's become an investment. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like most people, they, they say, hey, go buy real estate. And like, yeah, I'll go buy the biggest house I want because, you know, uh, I want a big house. Mm. But as an investment, you don't do that. You look for a property that's cash flowing. And you There's real estate 101 for you guys as far as like, mm -hmm. so what's your take on like uh, people, now you gave the general like you want to put 20% down. What do you think about guys that do like maybe an FHA loan, put 3% down, move into the property and then get out, you know, to try to, I guess, get into the house for a cheaper price and then try to rent out the other units. What's your thoughts on that? House people hacking. just wanted to, yeah, someone just wanted to get into it. They yeah. might not have as much capital. Yeah, that's interesting because house hacking doesn't really exist, right? Okay. So, and I'll mm -hmm. tell you why, because mm -hmm. you have to, as a when you're doing real estate investment, you have to, or when you're thinking about buying a house and living in the house or any property, you have to put on two hats. Okay. So the first hat is the investor hat. Okay? You put on the investor hat and you say, on paper, is this a good deal? Right. So let's say that you're house hacking and you're going to buy a duplex. All right. So you buy a duplex, you look at it just from an investor standpoint and you say, okay, if I bought this duplex and I'm paying this mortgage on it and I rented out the units, would this be a good investment? Right. Would I get a good return on my money? Mm -hmm. Okay. Regardless, that's the first decision you make because you should never buy something that's a good investment, regardless if you're going to live in it or not, right? Uh, at least if you're doing it for investment purposes. The second thing you do is you put on now the hat of the renter, okay? So now you say, is this a good deal from a renter perspective, right? So that's different criteria. Is it the right area that you want to live? Is it too much space or too little space? Because you don't want to pay for too much space. Otherwise, that's not a good deal either. So so when you look at it that way, right, the, what it really turns out to, again, I, I like to try to break things apart and simplify them just, just like I, I did with the, with, with the other part of, of saying that you don't want to be a general contract, like fixing and flipping is, is two separate transactions, right? It's the same thing here. You've got the, the investor. So you look at this and if you buy, let's say, a duplex and you're going to house hack this thing and live in one part of it, uh, you know, the, the thing about it is that you have to look at and say, all right, what would I pay in rent? So whatever you are, whatever that you uh, could have rented out for, that's what you're paying in rent, essentially. And if mm -hmm. that's a good deal for you, then that's a good deal as a renter. Mm -hmm. Okay. But there's no magic going on here. So so the only magic that's that's possibly going on when you're doing something like this, that, that's house hacking, is that because it's owner occupied, you're possibly able to get a lower interest rate, right? Or I guess a FHA loan, maybe you couldn't. Only if, put down 3% or so, right. yeah. Which is so, so you're getting getting that benefit, and then you're also getting a renter who pays the rent on time every every month and doesn't destroy your shit. So, so that's that's <laughs> Which all is basically you, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. Right? So, so that's yeah. what you're getting out of it. But there's no real magic happening here, right? I think you know. Again, if those pieces happen to work out, a lot of times though, it's not going to work out. I've I've had plenty of situations. I've had both situations. I've had situations where I've bought a house and I rented somewhere else. <laughs> And I rented the house to someone else because if you think about it, like, let's say that you live in a city where you would, if you rented a place, you would rent it for 900 bucks a month. Let's mm -hmm. say that's your, your, 
the rent for for you. That uh, we still got 241 live watching, man. Thank you guys for sticking with us, bro. Real, wow, real, real. for us to be able to retain that many of you yeah. means uh, this was a great interview. Um, okay, so guys, just to give you a quick recap, we were talking about um, real estate, uh, real estate investing, and house hacking, and John was explaining. Uh, how house ha- house hacking isn't really necessarily the best option, yeah. but uh, go ahead. So I believe where I was at was I was saying that you know if you if you have this duplex and both sides rent for fourteen hundred, yep. you could yeah. have rented a place for nine hundred, and you live in that duplex, you're actually costing yourself five hundred bucks a month gotcha. because you're it's wasted resources, right? Because you could have you could have rented it for fourteen hundred, yeah, right. Took that fourteen hundred. Paid your nine hundred rent and then put five hundred in your pocket. Exactly. So I'm not saying that you can't ever house hack. I'm just saying that there's a lot of people think house hacking is some magical thing that somehow by living in it that you're living for free. You're not living for free. It doesn't. It, you you have to look at the numbers. You you can't be like, oh well, I'm living in one side and 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 then the tenants pay for the mortgage. True, that may be true. Yeah. But is it also true that if you moved out of the, to the side that you're living in, that you would have enough rent? to uh to pay for your own rent living somewhere else plus put money in your pocket if that's the case then you shouldn't be house hacking but you know there's certain cases where if you're gonna do an fha loan so and i've done it in both both situations one where i've bought a house and i've rented somewhere else because it it made sense to rent and i took the the house that i bought and the rent that i was making from that Mm -hmm. and i used that to to pay for my rent so i didn't have to uh you know and, and it put some money in my pocket. And I've also done it before where I've bought a fourplex, for example, and I lived in one of the units of the fourplex. So Yeah. Yeah. No, awesome. So my thing is, um, so that's a great point that you brought up because, you know, I guess, so would you say for people that don't have the capital, let's say I only have $10,000, $20,000, right? And I don't have the capital to put 20% down. An FHA loan is a good way to at least get into the property, make it work for a year, save some money, get out, and then actually put a real down payment on a property that like, that you're actually like investing in versus like this house, house hacking because I feel like people do that, I guess, because they don't have enough capital, maybe. So they have to use the FHA loan to kind of just get into the property. Yeah, and I think that's fine. I mean, that's starting viable. out, yeah. like, remember, like, but the, the big thing, if you want to build true wealth, right? This is what my coaching clients pay me big bucks to tell them. is basically <laughs> this. is that when, Listen up, guys. Yeah, okay, if you're young, what you want to do is you to forget about cash flow. You know, I, I know Grant Cardone... I love him. He's a yeah. friend of mine, but cash flow on the day you buy it. <laughs> but cash flow doesn't, doesn't matter. Net worth matters. Okay. So, and here's why because you can always convert net worth into cash flow. Okay. I can convert net worth into cash flow. So, for, for instance, right here, here's a magic number. If you want to know what number you need to retire and, and, and live, live nice, live like a king, $3 million. Okay. Yes. That and is the, the magic number right? 10K a month, pretty much. Well, well yeah, three, yeah, exactly. Three million dollars will get you about 150k a year, mm-hmm. right? That's a, that's what you can you can you can do with that by investing that and getting cash flow off of it. Now, why do I say that? Is because you can get a five percent return on that money, right? So if you get a five percent return, I hope my, I think I've got the numbers right, right? Five percent rail, uh, rain, hail, or shine, like yeah, regardless yeah. how bad the markets are. Okay, right, yeah, just a five percent return. Yeah. Then, then you're gonna get one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. So, so my whole goal is is for you to increase your net worth as much as possible, and then to switch over to cash flow. Because we have this thing, I, I call it the, the the cash flow leverage knob, right? And so when you when you buy real estate, when you do any kind of real estate investment, you can turn the knob all the way to the left, which we'll say is leverage, or you can turn it to the right, which is cash flow. Okay, they're they're diametrically opposed to each other. Okay, when you turn it to the left, you turn it to leverage. 
what happens is that you you don't get cash flow because you have a higher mortgage. You, you've put down less, right? So if you do an FHA loan, yeah. so for example, we'll have to, I, I usually don't do the math on a 3%, but let's say you, you put 3% down on mm-hmm. a property, okay? And it increases by 10% in value, okay? Well, 3% is... What? We'll say, because my math is terrible. Let's say... Uh, three thousand dollars of a hundred thousand, right? You buy a hundred thousand dollar property, right? Three, yeah, three thousand. Yeah, exactly. So, if that property goes up to one hundred and ten thousand dollars, you you have what is your return in your three thousand dollars? It's not ten percent. Okay, your three thousand dollars just became ten thousand dollars, right? So Mm -hmm. you you got a three hundred and something percent return on your on your initial investment. That's mm-hmm. a pretty insane investment. So that's the power of leverage, right? Yeah. Now, normally when I'm talking about real estate investment, I'm talking about putting 20% down. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the standard number and that's a 5X lever, okay? What I mean by that is that if you put 20% down on a property and then it goes up 10%, right? You don't get a 10% return because you get a 10% return on your 20% and you get a 10% return on the bank's 80%. So that's five times. So you take 10%, the return and you multiply it by five and that's your return is 50%. I know that seems that's all right. That's crazy. Right. But that's what it is. Yeah. And and that's and that's why we want to use leverage early on. So leveraging with only three percent down, it's a lot of leverage. Okay. So the only danger in 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 leverage is is uh cash flow is because if you turn that leverage knob too far, the cash flow starts to go negative. And so th- we call that an alligator a lot of times. And you can sustain some negative cash flow, but too much negative cash flow and you create a bunch of risk, right? Now, again, I, my investing style is to do 30-year fixed loans. So you're, you're typically not going to have a, a tremendous amount of risk. If you did like a variable rate loan, then you could end up having that cash flow go really, really negative on you as the market turns on you mm-hmm. and the property loses value. But if you're in it for the long haul, if you're in a property to hold it for 10, 15, 20, 30 years, then you don't even have to worry about a slightly negative cash flow when you buy a property. I'd rather have leverage. In fact, when I first started buying real estate, I bought with a lot of leverage. I would put 10% down on properties. And sometimes I would take a home equity line of credit out on the property and take my equity back and buy another property. So I was extremely leveraged, but I was in control of that. At one point, maybe my negative cash flow was $1,500 a month, which gave me a lot of leverage, but I had a really good paying job. I knew I could take care of that, and it ended, ended up working out because it increased my net worth by a lot. And can you amount. define leverage for the people watching, like as far as like the, the from the real estate perspective, what it is exactly, so people like really understand what you mean when you're saying like I'm getting leverage by putting this much down, this much much down, etc. Yeah, leverage is just is just borrowed money. It, it's yeah. you're, you're you're leveraging someone else's assets, right? And in yes. fact, uh, the, the the key to making money, period, is leverage, right? Mm-hmm. So in business, right, for for instance. Uh, you know, like like take this business, right? So you guys are are leveraging a, a few different things, right? You're, you're leveraging other people's time, right? You're paying people in the business to do work for you, mm-hmm. right? And so that is what, because if you just did everything yourself, you wouldn't make as much money yep. in the business because you have to leverage other people's time. If it's just your time, you can only make so much money in your exactly. exact time, 24 right? hours a day only. You're, you're leveraging also uh, the, the, the internet, Right, this live stream. It's instead of like if you did one on one, if if you're talking to people one on one and they're like, I'll pay, I'll tip you five dollars. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, or yeah. like you know, I mean, uh, you, you couldn't you you, know, you you can make nearly as much money, but because you're leveraging this, you're, you're talking, you're recording this one time, but then it's being viewed multiple times by hundreds of people, thousands of people. 
that's leverage yep. as well. So leverage right. is the key to making money. You, right. you, if you don't have leverage, you will only be able to make as much money as you can earn as you know, as, as fast as you can dig a ditch. Exactly. Right. Real quick, guys, we got super shots here. We want to go ahead. And oh, get man, it. they're coming in like fire. <laughs> so, OK. All right. So, uh, Chris, go ahead. You got him. First thing first, a shout out to our mods. We got James Bradley in the house. Yeah, Yo, we do got James Bradley in the house. He's in the house. Don DeMarco. James Bradley is in the house, guys. You want to say what's up real quick to the people, James? Say what's up, man. Come on, bro. Yeah, come, come on in. Say what's up, man. James is here, man. Yeah, James is here. Thank you for participating. These guys are fantastic. Follow everything they say. Follow everything they say. These are the kings. <laughs> kings, man. <Thank> you so <laughs> much. Hey, hey, James, James is out here. Gucci yeah. out, bro. Yeah. Gucci, yeah. Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. Gucci, 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 Got me promoted and making the easy six figs. Hey, nice, dude. Bang, bang. Alejandro, like five bucks. I want to be financially successful and invest, but I've been told to snowball effect and get debt free first. Do the loans, etc. How should I tackle it? Uh, we'll answer that. Okay, go ahead. You want, you want to answer real quick? Yeah, I got, I got okay. a good one for you because this is right. really important. Okay, guys, I'm going to teach you a really important lesson right now that Dave Ramsey is not going to like. Okay, I'll just <laughs> tell you, but I'm going to tell you how to do things the most optimized way not the way that an idiot would do them right so a lot of dave's ramsey advice i love his advice but it's 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 idiot proof like he treats mm -hmm. people like they're idiots again some people are idiots they need to be treated like idiots i'm assuming you guys are not idiots so i'm going to tell you this this really important principle and it's going to answer that you're going to answer this question for yourself which is this when you look at paying off debt versus investing okay paying off debt is the same thing as investing and you're you're guaranteed a, a rate of return of whatever the interest rate of that debt is. Okay. So for example, let's say you have a student loan and it's a six percent interest rate. If you put a thousand dollars into that student loan to pay off that debt, you got six percent return on your money. Why? Because if you didn't put the thousand dollars in and you put it somewhere else, you'd pay six percent on the thousand dollars. You see what I'm saying? So you you're whatever you pay in debt is the same as investing. So Let's say that you've got you've got some student loans here. Okay, you've got some credit card debt. Okay, you've got an opportunity to invest in some real estate. You could put your money in the S and P five hundred index fund, whatever. You know, you've got this array of, of things, and you're like, what? Or yeah, and you have a mortgage payment. Okay, and you're like, what should I do with this thousand dollars? Should I put it in savings? Should I invest it in S and P five hundred? Should I pay off my student debt? Right. The, the, the all you got to do is say what gives me the highest return. $3,000. That's what you should always be doing when you have money is say, what gives me the highest return? Well, if your credit card, if you have a credit card debt and that credit card interest rate is 19%, bingo, right? Okay. Now let's say, here's the thing with student loans. Most of your student loans are in deferment because that means you don't, you're not getting paid. You're not charged, getting charged any interest on them. Okay. So it's zero. And then when they do start collecting payments, a lot of them are like 3%, 4%. They're heavily subsidized loans. So if you have a student loan that's 3%, let's say, okay, and you can invest in a, a dividend-paying stock that pays you 4%, you're arbitraging. It's an arbitrage of 1%. You're making money off of the government's money. It doesn't make sense to pay off that loan. Does that make sense? Now, if you have a lot better opportunity... Uh, that's going to yield you an even higher return, then obviously it doesn't make sense to pay off the debt. So I'll give you an example too in my own life, right? 
So I have uh, all of my like investment real estate is all paid off. So I've got probably about $4 million worth of investment real estate. It's all paid off. I, I don't owe anything on that. But I have a house that's worth a million dollars. Okay. And I owe about $500,000 on it. But my interest rate on that house is 3%. Damn. Mm. So I'm not going to pay that off. I have $500,000 in my bank account right now. I could pay it off right now. But I don't want a 3% return. <laughs> I'm going to take that money and I'm going to invest it in some more real estate and I'm going to get a much better than 3% return or even where I, where I have it sitting now just collecting uh, interest because I, I, I'm basically putting it into uh, either dividend yielding stocks. Like There's a, a bunch of places I could put it. Let's just simplify it and say I can easily beat a 3% return. So if I can easily beat a 3% return, I'm never going to pay off that debt. I want to extend that debt as long as possible because it doesn't make sense to pay off debt when you can get a, a higher return somewhere else on it. If that, I don't know if that made sense to, to all you guys, but that's that's the key to deciding all of these factors. It's just remember, when you have a thousand bucks in your hand, you decide where is the best place I can put that money based on what will give me the highest return. Bam, right there. Money Mondays. Class, class is in session, gentlemen. Uh, okay, uh, so we got Travis with the $10 sticker. Uh, thank you so much, Travis. Travis, Travis with another $5 sticker. Thank you, thank Travis. You. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much. And we got Roger Lasad. Uh, hey, Roger's with $5. here in the studio right yeah, now. Yeah, Roger's in the studio right now. <laughs> okay. What if you house hack with a VA loan? Would that be advisable? Oh, well, we did answer. Okay, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If you can use a VA loan, zero, zero, zero money down, you should definitely do it. Just be careful because you're probably going to be in a negative cash flow situation unless you get a really good deal. That's yeah, that's right. that's the one thing you have to be afraid of. And that's is that you know what I mean. But Rogers in the studio right now, yeah. which is hilarious. Thank you for the super chat, Roger. We appreciate. <laughs> and Roger's my my realtor, by the way. Yeah. Really cool guy, man. Shout out to Roger, man. Yeah. Um, then we got Travis. Uh, they trying to make us beta and poor. Keep up the good work. We not leaving. Yeah, we. Ain't- we're not fucking that's leaving. There you go. Boom, Wall Street. You know what I'm saying? They turn us off on the internet. We ain't going nowhere, baby. Nowhere. Uh, so, and don't worry, guys. We will get to the womanizing stuff later on. I know what you guys. Oh, we'll talk about girls, girls, girls. We will get there. Um, okay. I, and, got, I got oh, another question, Mike. Mike. Oh, Mike. Here we go. Mike. Uh, okay, Mike Sinatra. John, uh, I want to get into cyber. Okay, we're getting the questions are coming in crazy, guys. We're going to answer the questions at the end. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Chris, make a note of this one as well. Mike Sinatra. John, I want to get into cybersecurity. What advice do you uh, have on starting and when purchasing your soft uh, skills book? Will I need just the one you dropped recently or will I need the book, uh, the other book also? I mean, I guess that maybe that's a yeah, we, that's a quick one. Go ahead, John. Yeah, I mean, you you're need asking the other book a barber too? if you need a haircut. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're looking shaggy, man. <laughs> get both of the books. All right? Get both. And buy some courses while you're at it. Yeah, there um, you go. Well, no, again, all jokes aside, get both books, bro, because yeah. you, you want to yeah. always have the, the full puzzle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the books are cheap, so get the books for sure. Uh, Travis, $10. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for helping us kill the beta within the uh, within and becoming the most alpha versions of yourself. Of ourselves, bless up Myron Fresh and John. Thank you nice. so much. Thanks, I appreciate Travis. it. We're gonna get a Don DeMarco for that one. Three in a row. Because that was four in a row. Yeah, it was four in a row. Four. So thank you, Travis. You get a Don DeMarco for that for the support. Um, Fresh, go ahead to the next question. And then we're gonna open up the phone lines too for you guys. Um, Chris will do that in the back since the internet came in, since the feminists okay. are trying to deplatform so, us. This is gonna be like a speed round. Okay. Uh just real quick. So can you explain the difference between wealthy and rich? Ooh. Yes. Okay. So the difference between wealthy and rich. Rich people ha- have money that they had to work for that they spend, right? So if you make a million dollars a year, you're rich. If you make passive income, you're wealthy. Wealth 
uh, replenishes itself. It's 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 eternal. Okay, it's uh, so if you if you don't have passive income, you are not wealthy. Okay, because you had to work for that money. If you stop working, the money stops. Even yeah. if you own a business, even if you own a business, business is not passive income because businesses die. If they if you don't if you, it's just like a, having a, a a pet or a baby. If you don't feed it, it dies. Yep. Okay, you know, not that I know that from personal experience, but. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so so passive income is 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 wealth. Bam, there you go, and that's 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 excellent. Like uh, and guys, so remember that. Think of it, wealth and well. You know, drink getting water from the well. That's that's how you remember like it. it. So that's that's, that's, that's that will help you guys remember that. Right. Um, passive second, income is wealth. Still right now. Okay, cool. we're yep. and we have another question here, bro. So when it comes to dating, right? Mm. Um, what's the best way for a guy to date in today's marketplace? To like, date in today's marketplace, like find girls, try to like meet girls. What's, what's I, the I feel like you've coached me for this one that I'm supposed <laughs> to say. <laughs> is Instagram the right answer? <laughs> you know, I won't be obliged to, but we yeah, actually possibly. paid John a good amount of money for him to say that Instagram is the way so that we can pitch our course. Deals on demand will be back out later on this January. Buy our course. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Yep. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's it's good. That's a good way to leverage, right? I think that makes sense. We talked about that yeah. earlier, like leveraging. It makes sense. You Just know? scale, you know? I, I would say to balance it out, though, that that you do have to have some cold approach because you need to have balls. Mm-hmm. And like if you don't have balls, like hiding behind things is, is not, a, you know, you, you, you do things because they're more efficient and to leverage your time not to avoid pain and discomfort, Right. And so you, you first get to first go out and, and, and earn your stripes and then you and then and then, you know, be like a uh, fresher and have, you know, Instagram chicks all over you. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, Chris, yeah. do we got the phone lines open yet or no? Yes, I'm doing it right now. OK. okay. Yeah. Because I know you. This the uh, British lady is going to make the noise. You know, welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Uh, OK. Um, and then we got and another. Then, actually, no. Continue on. We'll, we'll hit the super chats after you do your questions. Right, first. This, go ahead. This last one here. Yeah. So, John, hmm. is dating in America dead? Is it dead? Like, what do you mean dating? Like courting or is it is is dating for purpose that it's like is dating worth it? You would say. Oh, in today's marketplace in the West, yeah. As opposed to doing, what are you going to do if you don't date, though? I'm, well, some people say let's go outside the U.S. and go to yeah. Colombia. Oh no, no, say, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. That, I that's some that's some pussy shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to play the yes. ball where it lands. Yeah, right? you got to play the ball where it lands. So, like, if you're trying to avoid, don't do shit. Don't like do shit specifically because it's hard. Don't avoid shit because it's hard. You're doing the wrong fucking thing. You're going the wrong direction. Yeah, you you need to charge the hills. Okay, yep. so. Just because something's hard, that's the worst reason to not do something is because right. it's hard. Yep. Okay. Sometimes it doesn't make sense, but in order for you to determine if something makes sense or not, you have to be able to succeed at it first. Yep. You can't quit at something that you haven't succeeded at and then say, uh, and then say, oh, I chose not to. No, you didn't choose not to. It chose you not to. You yep. got unchosen. Yep. You, you know, that's, that's a difference. So, yeah. in plus, okay, the guys that go to a different country to, to date women thinking that, oh, American girls are this and that. The problem is that like th- those those women, if you don't understand feminine nature is universal. And if you don't understand feminine nature and, and how women act there, those other, you know, meek girls in, in third world countries are going to run you over. They're going to they're mm-hmm. going to take advantage. Uh, really work. Yeah, because they know because they're used to masculine men in those countries. That's why they act so uh, so meek and submissive. And so. You know, yeah, if you're a masculine man, you come into, you know, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be great for you. But if you're not, if you can't deal with with women in, in the United States and then you go in there, 
they're gonna they're just gonna they're gonna see a, a mark they're yeah. gonna see a sucker they're just they're just yeah. gonna you're gonna you're basically the fangs are delayed guys is really the difference mm -hmm. like when in the states you see the fangs up front you know what i'm saying you see that beluga whale he's coming at you at the club and you're like oh god i don't want to deal with her she's out here you know wearing a pink you know uh, p hat if you guys know what i'm saying like you see the fangs up front but you go to columbia philippines whatever women are hypergamous everywhere guys you know what i'm saying if you guys want to know the secret the secret is this you got to be masculine at all times. You know what I'm saying? That's just how it is. So uh, regardless of where you are. Yeah, one other thing I'll say about that, I think that's really important for, for guys to hear because they, they hear so much of the opposite in the red pill community here. And again, I love all the guys in the red pill community, but but here's the thing. Stop stop hating women. Stop like thinking that they're so bad. Like you, you really got to take out of the mind, out of your mindset, this idea that, oh, you know, we, we, we look at the hypergamous nature of women and the way that certain women behave and, and all of these things for informational purposes, like studying an animal at the zoo. Okay. Now, I, I don't mean this in a negative light. I mean, it in an extremely positive light saying that like, don't view this as something negative and hostile towards you and, and with malevolence, uh, because if you have that mindset in your head, you're, you're just, you're going to, it's going to come across. Yeah. Right. You should be like, you should, if you're going to be a, a womanizer, be a womanizer, <laughs> like, like love being with women, love women. You, you see what I'm saying? Understand their name. Just like, you know, uh, what's his name? Well, I think Joe, the Tiger King is probably a bad example, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, if you, if you're, if you're going to hang around, you know, dangerous cats, dangerous animals, you, you're not like, well, these, these fucking cats, you know, like you're, you're, you appreciate the beauty of this majestic beast but you also don't stick your arm in the cage, right? So that's yeah. that's all I'm saying. It's like stop having these negative, negative, yeah. overly negative viewpoints. Instead, appreciate you know the dangerous animal for what it is, and and know to keep your distance. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's what you're supposed to be learning here, in in, in the red pill community. You're not supposed to be learning that it's so fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. fair. You it's know, it's tough out here. It's tough it's out here tough for out a here. lot of people. Don't I, be too. I, yeah, I mean, guys, at the end of the day, like. Women are the same no matter where you go. The thing is, is that, like I said, the fangs are just going to come in a little bit later when you go to like a Colombia, a Philippines, a Brazil, whatever, because they're more traditionally feminine. But at the end of the day, guys, the reality is this. All women are hypergamous. OK, it is what it is. Whether they want to delay it or put on a facade in the beginning is one thing, but it's going to come at some point. So if you stick your hand in the cage in Colombia versus the United States versus right. the Philippines, Tiger's still going to bite you. You know what I'm saying? And and learn to love that. Learn yeah. to love that yeah. they're hypergamous because you're the top dog. Yeah. So you're like, right. I love that they they just keep on bubbling up to me. Yeah. See, right? Winner like, takes all women, man. That's, that's how it is. You, you got to learn to love that. So so become that guy. So. See, guys, if you can understand this, right, and play to your advantage, you can win. Mm. So, for example, same thing with, with a video game, right? At a certain level, the grunts literally are easy to kill. So I'm not saying to kill females, but I'm saying in general, <laughs> like, if you're at a high level, they come to you. So rather than complain, say, oh, man, it's too hard. You know what? Work on yourself. Become that high-value guy. And then guess what? They're going to be fucking to you like bees to honey. Yeah. yeah. So that's All right. So let's get into the Super Chats. Guys, Super Chats are going to yeah. be prioritized first. Uh, calls. Phone calls will be after. Um, yeah. We're getting a lot of – okay. So let's, let's hit, the, um, uh, let's hit the, the first one here. Empire of Real Estate. What is the best way to get into higher social circles and friend groups? You become who you hang, out, uh, who you hang with. Where can you find ambitious friends in real life? And then we'll also answer those super chats that were earlier on yeah. on the show after this one. Yeah. Uh, John, go ahead. You take this one away. Yes. Social circle. So, I mean, there's there's a few things. I, again, I, I'm I'm hesitant to just like take one one take on it, but but this is one I'll I'll, I'll give you that I think is is not heard very often because a lot of people talk about different things. 
but but I'll say pay for access. Bam. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to pay for access. I do this all the time. I have paid. I know a lot of people. Right. We were just talking last night. Yeah, we're talking I know about a lot of night. people. Yep. Yeah. John knows every big influencer, by the way, guys. Oh yeah, I know him. Oh yeah, yeah, I've met him before. Oh yeah, I know him. I was like, holy crap. So yeah, John knows everyone, guys. A lot of it is because I've bought their courses, mm-hmm. and then I've emailed them and I've said, hey. You know, I love your course, or whatever. You know, what I mean, or I've gone to a conference and spoke to them, or I've paid for their coaching. I've mm-hmm. paid—I I don't want to name it, too many names here—but I paid Ryan Holiday, I think, five hundred dollars for like fifteen-minute phone call. Mm-hmm. And hey, and then we became friends, and he published an article that I wrote in his 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 uh, his online magazine, The Orbiter. And, and real right? quick, and like, hold on, <laughs> John's too humble to admit this, but I'm gonna say it for him. A lot of these guys that he does this, he makes more money than he actually doesn't need their coaching at all. But it's for the access, guys. So the the ability to be humble to like, hey, reach out to these guys, even though you know realistically you don't need their coaching, but you pay into it and you and you tell them show because when you pay guys, it shows that you're serious. And then you're also giving the content creator that respect, like, hey, I respect you. I'm going to pay you for your time. I'd like to get access to you. And then they're going to respect you way more and be more apt to work with you regardless of whether you need their coaching or not. But the fact that John does that shows the humility. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I just want to give you credit there, man. Thank you. I yep. appreciate that. But yeah, no, I've paid a lot of people. A lot of people in this industry I've paid for coaching calls. And like I said, sometimes I've gotten on coaching calls with them and they're like, you, you don't really need my coaching. <laughs> yeah. Like you're, you're, you're doing better than I am. And I'm like, yeah. no, but, but in some ways, yes. But in some ways, no. Like, like I want you to be, uh, I want to, I'm willing to pay to have you as a friend yeah. because it's valuable to, you know, like that's, yeah. and a lot of times I, and I'm frank with it and people have said to me, that's pretty smart. Like, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, sure. I will take the money. I'm glad to jump on a call and, you know, and, uh, and, and that's, you know, that, that's, how, that's how you do it sometimes. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that you can do is that you just give value, right? So mm. I, I give you another, another example. You know, when I was first starting out on YouTube, uh, one of the big influencers that influenced me was Elliot Holtz. Mm, okay. Okay. Now he doesn't. Yo, Elliot. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know me from a from a brick in the wall. You know, what I mean, like from a hole in the wall. Like I'm just some dude, right? But I bought some of his programs. I showed up at at the conference that that he he went to. Mm. Uh, I tried to help out at the conference, right? I, I I was helping all the other guys that were there, and he was noticing that. And, you know, uh, and and every time that I got a chance to mention him in a video or something, and I said, ah, you know, I owe my YouTube you know, the, the success like they could like Elliot inspired me to combine philosophy with, uh, with fitness and, in 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 masculinity. And what ended up happening was, you know, just as, as it evolved, I had him on my YouTube channel. Right. And, and th- you know, that, that relationship grew. He's been on YouTube forever. dude. Yeah. He he's like, a, yeah. he's like a fitness YouTube OG, OG him, like Brandon Carter, shout out to Brandon Carter. Hodge uh, twins. You know what I'm saying? Hodge twins. Like all these in guys fact, are like OGs. In Chris, fact, that's, that's how I met Chris Brandon Jones. Carter. Yeah. Was at Elliot Hulse's oh, event. Oh, okay. All right. I, I was uh, I was I was talking to a bunch of guys about books, mm-hmm. right? Because I love to read books. Yes. And I was trying to just Brandon's help all the guys uh, there. And Brandon came over and he was excited because he pulled out his Audible and we're comparing Audibles. Yeah. And we're like, shit, yeah, we're reading all the same books. We're swapping books. So I'm I'm giving him as much value as I can. Like all these books that uh, that I really enjoyed. That you know, and he started buying them and add them to his Audible. Yeah, and so that's actually how I met met Brandon. But but what ended up happening with with, with Elliot was you know eventually you know I ended up speaking on the same stage as, as Elliot as, as and I went to his grounding camp as well, and I helped out there and 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 so I'm just adding value, right? He's doing this grounding camp. I'm I'm adding value by making his grounding camp better by helping all the other guys in there because I can mentor these guys, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, so. Then you know after I spoke at uh, 21 convention and, and we spoke on stage together, 
uh, when when I got back from it, I, I had a photo, right? And I and I specifically tagged him. I had a photo with with Elliot, and I put it on my Instagram, and I tagged him in it, and I said, I, I just wrote a, a big paragraph about good things about him, and you know what he did? He shared it on his Instagram. He retweeted on reposted on his Instagram because guess what? That was a value add for him because. It's one thing when you talk about yourself, but if I produce something for a, for a content creator, right, and then he gets to repost what someone else says, I just gave him a testimonial. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yep. so the whole idea, again, it's not that like everything that I do is calculated and strategic, but I'm just in the habit of giving value because I knew if I made that post uh, on my Instagram that, that Elliot would appreciate that or probably be able to use it in some way, and he did, and that, that built that, that connection, right? And so... You know, I'm just thinking as much as I can is how can I just give people value? You know, I think Fresh is, is a great example because he, you know, uh, he picked me up from the airport. I mean, both of you guys have, uh, have you know, shown huge hospitality. Like, you guys get it because, you know, when guests come here, you pay for their, their stuff, you pay for their dinner, you, you know, you make them feel like they're a superstar, like they're special, mm-hmm. and, and they remember that, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's, that's Very the thing. Important. And you take get, care of your people. Yeah. So, so that's the key is like, like stop thinking about what kind of value you can extract from people. Like, cause most people want to build a social circle so they can extract value. Yeah. And so think about like how much value can you give? And it's sometimes it's hard to give value to someone who's, who's a lot higher up yeah. at a different yeah. level than you, but you can find a way, right? Uh, you could market their course. You can, you know, promote their, their thing. You can moderate their chat. You know I mean? These are like huge, valuable things you can. Shoot. Even James yeah. is here for moderating. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's James here and he's hanging out with us example. now. Yeah. That's why I said that. Yeah. Because James is a great example. Because everyone knows James. Because he shows up and he just he doesn't ask for anything. He just he just does, he just gives you praise and works and 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 just you know and, and he doesn't have to. He's a very successful pilot. Exactly. Made millions yeah. of dollars on on the you know on the stock market. So trading. So mm-hmm. you know it, it's a, it's a very he he wants to do it. You know what I'm saying? Which is huge. You yeah. know. So just figure out ways that you can give value, right? Yeah. And and if you can't, then pay pay for access. You yeah. Know, gotcha. That's that's excellent. That's the key. So, there you go. Bam. That one on one on how to get uh, high value friends. Um. Okay, we had a couple questions before in the past, Chris. Uh, what were the one was on cryptocurrency, and what was the other one? Yes, uh, let me uh, check right now. But let's read some chats right now. Uh, big yeah. up, John. Real talk, Sanmez, fresh uh, boss man, CEO, and unplugged charisma lifestyle. I appreciate it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I try, man. I try. Uh, Robert Sananis, guys need to get uh, their Pokemon badges up. Facts, bro. Oh. I always say it. Chicks ain't gonna respect you unless you got a certain amount of Pokemon badges. All right. A lot of you dudes trying to deal with like Mewtwo's and you guys haven't even beat Misty yet. So, okay. John's uh, Pomodoro technique changed the way I work every day. It made me so much more productive. Thank you, Chris Puckett, 99 Super Chat for that, for the support. Uh, What else do we got here? We have one with uh, Dean, one at none. How to invest into crypto, what websites or apps? Uh, Okay. So, I have, uh, I'll I'll go real quick and then I'll let John take the majority of it, but uh, I got in last year, guys. Uh, I I uh, worked with Charlie from Cultivate Crypto. He's a phenomenal uh, crypto cr- cryptocurrency advisor. If you guys, you know, want to get someone that's not going to like rip you off or whatever, and is actually going to give you good at sound advice, uh, go with Charlie from Cultivate Crypto. Um, I worked with him, and I was able to procure some Bitcoin and some ETH before it skyrocketed, and I'm in a good place now. I've, I've like quadrupled my my money pretty much. So I'm I'm really happy. I'm not selling my BTC or my ETH. I'm holding on to it for dear life. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I got in, I just buy and hold. I don't trade. Uh, John, what about you? Yeah. I mean, I read a really good book called the Bitcoin standard and mm-hmm. it changed my whole viewpoint because before then I was like, yeah, stay out of Bitcoin. Like this is mm-hmm. not a good plan. And and I still don't think of it as, as an investment, but I still yeah. don't think of it as a speculation. 
either. I think of it as a store of value. And that book is what, what convinced me. It was like, because believe me, everyone and their mom told me, hmm. tried to convince me about Bitcoin. And, yeah. and I didn't until I read that book because just to put it, you know, a real, real simple version of it. There's a thing called the stock to flow ratio, right? So, mm-hmm. what what it is is it's it's how much uh how much you have stock, how how much of a currency that you have versus what is the flow, what is the demand on that currency, how much transactions are occurring in that in that currency. And so, gold has a stock to flow ratio, right? And so, the stock is determined by how much can be mined in a year. It's a limited, finite resource. You can only mine so much, and so that is why gold is, is is such a valuable uh, commodity to to hold on to is because it, it it is a store of value so so the goal of of any monetary system that we have is to store value okay and the dollar is horrible at storing value right because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, because the government's like yeah we'll just print some more of that right and every time someone prints more of it you're what you're holding is is less right so you know a dollar is not worth what a dollar was 50 years ago okay facts so, so the, the the idea is to like have a, a good store of value. Now, Bitcoin, even though it's very volatile right now, it is the it's the best instrument that we have that can be a store of value because the stock is completely controlled. No government controls it. No one controls it. It, it just an algorithm controls it that determines. And and there will only be what's a twenty one million bitcoins in total creation. I forget the exact number, but yeah. Uh, but basically, like it's a finite resource. We know exactly how much can be mined. And, uh, and and so we know what the flow is. And so looking at stock to flow ratio charts, I see Bitcoin going to a hundred thousand to a million dollars. Seems crazy, but it's only because it's such a great store of value. Yes. And, and really, the reason why Bitcoin is going to go up is because everything else is going to go down. Yeah. It's because everything else is going to lose its value. Bitcoin yes. isn't really going to go up. What's going to happen is that that it's going to become the most the the most efficient and and secure store of value yeah that's my opinion on it you know and, I, and i'll say this for those that are like wondering hey should i get in whatever i say this to very general and very basic stuff get in and put in an amount that you're okay with losing you know what i'm yes. saying like i would say anywhere between two to five percent of your total net worth you could put it into into um btc and or eth whatever crypto you want and that way if you lose it it's not the end of the world the problem is when guys you know put like 50% of their net worth into it and when it goes high and then low guys like have a crazy emotional spike so i would say put in an amount that if you lost it tomorrow you wouldn't cry you know what i'm saying that's the, just to be safe and be a little bit more i guess uh conservative with it you know what i'm saying so i don't um, borrow money to put into crypto yeah, as well please. yeah don't, don't do that that's you know what i'm saying so guys 2 to 5% of your total net worth and you'll be fine yep. uh that was that's an excellent question uh, chris what was the other one yeah, so we have one from uh, earlier, yep. Shonen Spirit Beast. Yes, Shonen Spirit Beast, yes. So, okay, so John is one of my, the most underrated creative content creators, period. Mm-hmm. What is the most, what is, what are some principles that you recommend that men should follow? Bam. Awesome principles. Gosh, <laughs> there's, there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> there's a hierarchy of principles. We, we need to be men. What do you say your top three or top four, top five? What do you think? Okay, here's here's one. I, I, I gotta gotta think about some of these. So I don't want anything that I haven't earned. Mm. Right? I only want what's mine is another way of putting that. So so again, so this actually applies right to crypto, right? So I don't want to make for example, uh, we'll we'll put it this way. I don't want to win the lottery. Okay. I wouldn't want to win ten million dollars in the lottery. And I'm saying this as a pure honest truth, because I would feel like shit. It would be one of the worst things that could happen to you. Because it would be because you haven't earned it, yeah, right. I, only I think that's why they go broke so quickly after. Yeah, 
and, and you become miserable because it's like you haven't earned it like you, you can't enjoy it. like i mean i was just telling someone the other day i was like in in the live stream i was like look imagine like you're popping bottles at the club you got your you know you won 10 million dollars in the lottery and everyone's like your friend and they're like you're such a cool guy. You're such a cool guy, John. You're yeah, so awesome. Exactly. You. Yeah. And you're and inside you feel like shit. Yep. Because you don't deserve any of that. And and so that's a horrible empty feeling that you yep. can't now you can't earn your way out. It's like living in the shadow. Like you know, I, I had a, one of my coaching clients was a trust fund baby, and it was mm. the most horrible thing because he just lived in his father's shadow. There's nothing he could do in life that because his father was ridiculously wealthy and he had all this money. Mm-hmm. And it was like he, there was nothing he could do in life to make himself feel yeah. worthy. So there's something about like earning your own money that just gives you a certain uh, air of energy. You know yep. what I'm saying? I, I say all the time, like you don't become high value, make money guys to get girls. You actually become high value to make money to like not tolerate the BS that comes with dealing from with girls. You know what I'm saying? Like me, like if, if I'm dealing with a girl and she's like in any way disrespectful, I have no problem telling her like, get out. And the reason why is because I know I have this abundance mindset that I've worked to get here. I can continue. I've figured out how to get girls and I can do it again. And I don't need I'm not going to sit here and tolerate disrespect from some 21 year old bimbo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, everyone else might be a little bit different on that. But if it gives you that confidence and that bravado to be able to enact, uh, you know, boundaries, which is the most important thing, uh, you know, then, you know, so be it. But, yeah, I agree with you that like when you earn the money makes it's it's completely different than like just getting it given to you you yeah. know you yeah. understand the value of a dollar which is critical because when you're spoiled bro like i know how that, how that feels like you feel like you, you feel it worthless because like yo yeah. mom and dad's money i could do whatever i want but like what have i done right and deep down you know that so you, you do drugs you go you do like alcohol like, try to try to like, like escape it but if you leave that environment of your comfort zone and go to yourself you can finally be who you really want to be yeah so it's very important yeah no facts um that was and, a great question oh yeah go ahead uh, uh, was there more to it? principles yeah. men should follow uh, let's see what, what's another one how about how about this one which is that how you live one day is how you live every day mm. now i borrowed this from how you do one thing is how you do uh everything from uh uh t hart yeah t hart record author uh yeah uh millionaire mind mindset but yeah 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 uh, but i adopted it to how you live one day is how you live every day and i think that's an important principle because you realize because the thing is like if you're like oh yeah i'm not gonna go to the gym today like or, or you're like ah it's so-and-so's birthday so i'm gonna <laughs> eat this yeah. cake or whatever kind of bullshit excuse you come up with that you're gonna do that every day so you, you can't just there's no exception one bad decision yeah. almost always snowballs into a multitude of bad decisions yeah, yeah. so uh anything else john for that as far as like principles what other major principles respect i would say integrity too guys like i always say this like you know men are women are taught you know men are taught do what's right women are taught do what's right for you like with a guy man the reason why like chicks flake on dudes and all this other crap is because women don't really have any real allegiance let's just keep it real especially when it comes to mate selection right like you talk to girls like they flake on each other they don't care no one says it's a woman's word no no it's a man's word for a reason because as a man what you say and sticking to your word is very important. It's actually like a testament to your character. There's a reason why Al Pacino said in the movie Scarface, which if you guys haven't watched it, uh, you guys should definitely go check it out. I would say that when we're in Miami. But he says, hey, all I have in this world is my balls and my word. And that's so true because if you don't adhere to what you say you're going to do, no one's going to take you serious. Right. All right, I'm going to go to the gym. He never goes to the gym. Bro, you're, you're like, no one's going to take you serious. But when you always do what you say you're going to do, man, people are inevitably just going to respect you because they're like, Yo, this dude is crazy. He said he's going to go work out four in the morning. He's actually following through. Like, I'll give you an example. Those chicks, right? After the interview was done yesterday, guys, uh, me and John, were, I was like, yo, I'm going to go to gym. John was like, you know what? I'm going to go too. And the girls looked at us like, what? You guys are going to go work out right now? We're going to go to sleep. And it's like, 
Yeah. Well, that's why you guys look the way you do. And we look the way we do. Right. In the back of my mind, I was like saying that, but like, um, like people like really admire and respect discipline. And when you follow through and do what you say you're going to do, it's, it's such a rare trait that it's just, uh, it's going to, um, set you apart from so many other people. Cause a lot of people be yapping, bro. Let's keep it real. They'd be, oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Bro, you don't doing shit. A lot of people just talk and they don't walk it, you know, but when you walk it, like you talk it, it's, it's, uh, very important. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. uh, any, anything I, else? I think that's good. I think, yeah. yeah. I think that's good for you. Uh, what was his name? So, Joe, Sonin, right? What was his name? Uh, yes. Yeah. I know he shows a lot of support to John, so we want to shout you out. You know, I'll give you a Don DeMarco, bro, because you uh, support John. Okay, we got some more Super Chats. Uh, yes, uh, the phone lines are on fire, too. Guys, phone lines will get to you, but Super Chats take precedence, so if you want to get your question answered. here from uh, Frank Snora. Okay. Oh, bless you, brothers. I've been trying out a morning routine for over six months. Working excellent for me. What are your routines, each three of yours? Oh, okay. That's a good question. Uh, you, I, I guess I'll go first. Yeah, guys, I don't have a morning routine. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. <laughs> I, I'm on a nocturnal routine right now. So like, I go to bed like late at night, like sometimes in the morning or afternoon. I'll wake up and then I'll go to the gym. I'll train either whether it's like you know at Fresh's 24 hour gym or I'll go to catch the gym here before the show. Today I was able to catch the gym before the show. Typically, like when I when I wake up, first thing I do is typically train. I fasted. Um, not that it matters, guys, but I just enjoy not having a lot of food in my stomach. I'll train. Then I'll eat after. Um, and then, yeah, I just prepare for the show, uh, make sure all the equipment is good, research on how to make, uh, you know, the microphone sound better, you know, the camera angles, the lights, everything like that. Like there's a lot that goes behind the scenes uh, to make sure the studio is always optimal to give you guys the best experience. Because at the end of the day, yep, I've said it and I'm going to say it again. Lighting We're fucking taking over. All right. This is going to be the best. We're already the best podcast in Miami. We're going to be the Facts. best podcast in the sphere. And then eventually you guys are going to see us out here going mainstream making fun of feminists with 5,000 people watching live. That's the goal. We're going to get there though. Thanks to your guys' support. So yep. with that mindset, that's why I put like, you know, crazy money into all our equipment, the microphones. Like I don't, I don't spare any expenses. We take everything, all these super chats you guys give us, all this money goes right back into the studio and you guys can see it. Stripper poles, weird heels, lighting, heels. lighting you know, all that stuff. So yep. we're trying to make sure that we got the best podcast, but that's my pretty much my routine is gym. And then after that, make sure that the show is ready to go and we got the best stuff going. Everything is good. Uh, what about you, Fresh Then John? Yeah, man. So uh, every morning I wake up at 6 uh, a.m. Uh, I get on my phone and I look to add value to one, our brand, our uh, channel for YouTube, but also as well other people. So my thing is about networking with high value people, uh, influencers and celebrities, because one, I want to have them on the show. And two, I think, you know what? How can I add value to, to this person's life and um, help them out? Yeah. So I've been able to network with like, like YouTubers, um, Instagram models influencers we got some good stuff planned for you yeah. guys this month by the way some good interviews that are coming up and then once that's done in the morning um i, I manage some social media accounts i do that and then from pretty much on from there i pretty much like deal with the guests that come in applying to us and that's pretty much it bam so. what about you john i i also do not have a morning routine i don't like i tried it it didn't stick because I, I don't like morning <laughs> routines because what i found with the morning routine because i had like this thing where i was like meditating and reading this book and then and and what happened was it felt like work mm. and, and so i didn't feel like doing it yeah and so it was starting off my day wrong because i felt like i needed to do it and yeah. i felt guilty if i didn't do it so yeah. i found it was just better for me to just get up and start working my day. And I have a routine yeah. in my day and I have a routine in, in how I system uh, systemize my work with the Pomodoro technique and in, in my own my whole workflow management system. But you know, for me it was like the morning routine just was like something that I had to do that mm -hmm. I felt anxious about because I'm like, oh, I got all the stuff I need to do yep. at work. Yep. And now this I need to get this done. And so I was just pushing myself through it instead of doing it. Now again, morning routines work for a lot of people. You know, yeah. uh, what's the the 
popular book, a miracle, miracle morning, uh, how, how something I can't remember his name now, but, um, but yeah, but, but for me now. Yeah. Okay. And, that, and, and this comes, and I talk about this all the time when it comes to lifestyle habit, like when you're in the gym training, right? What, what I always tell people is it's better to do a suboptimal diet and or training plan if you're able to adhere to it long-term. So let's say you're yes. doing that's hundred percent optimal, but you only do it two times a week because you hate it. You can't sustain it, but you're doing something that's suboptimal that has you in the gym three, four times a week. You're eating correctly or you're eating the best you can, 80%, you know, healthy food, whatever. I tell you to, to stick with that and right. do that because success comes from long-term consistency over time. Time plus consistency, excuse me, time plus consistency equals results every single time. That's the equation for success. So if that consistency is reliant upon you doing something that's suboptimal, I'd rather you do something suboptimal consistently over something that's super optimal that isn't consistent because at the end of the day going to gym and having one great training session a month is like not going to get you gains you know and, what i'm saying and that's exactly right. why i support people that do crossfit even though crossfit is yeah. the most retarded shit that you can buy. facts <laughs> facts. <Okay>. facts because <laughs> i but i support like i have a lot of friends that do crossfit i'm like good i'm glad like do crossfit i love yeah. it like i'm never going to knock you for doing cross i'm going to say it's it's stupid but i'm going to say do it anyway yeah because it, it has, has in a gym it, training it, yeah because like a lot of crossfitters as much as like i think it's good feel all the shit that they do yep it is they consistently do it because it has a cult like uh yes. thing to it and it's like and it keeps people going and yes. doing it so the hey, community that, itself it's good it's got a lot of people that, fit yeah. yeah that cult mentality promotes yeah. adherence yeah. which adherence is the basis yeah. and foundation for any training or yeah routine. it's just not optimal it's like yeah. you're not trying to gain muscle you're not trying to i don't know what you're trying to do but yeah but but, <laughs> it, but it works it works it's like it's just an non-optimal you're, way to do it you're basically uh you're doing scoliosis stuff. for time is what you're doing <laughs> you know what i'm saying all right but that's just my opinion now okay cool all right so we have one more that's off uh from earlier okay all right so empire of real estate five bucks how to get over fear of flying i've had some success as a young guy and i want to see the world hmm. i saw your bio mention your fear of flying just do it now uh, yeah seriously yeah, I turn don't, up the usb yeah. real quick chris yeah, turn just, it yeah, up, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. so, so, you see it? You heard? Do it. <laughs> just do <laughs> it i got i got i can give you an answer on this because i actually had a fear of flying so a oh, okay. bad, a yeah, bad so, so. fear of flying after 9-11, actually. Oh, okay. I wouldn't fly. I mean, I would dread flying for like three months before a trip, and then I would cancel it last minute, and then mm. I would drive, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it would it would make me miserable just knowing that I had to get on an airplane. When I would finally get on an airplane, I'd be sweating the whole time and just like trying to distract myself, putting my headphones on, trying to play a video game, doing mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. It just, it, it just got worse and worse, and it was just the most miserable experience. And I looked up all the statistics and all the information and I, and I did just do it. I just got on the plane, but it didn't matter. Right. Mm -hmm. Until what ended up happening was there was this period in my life where I started to get these panic attacks. Mm -hmm. Right. And it, that almost destroyed my life. Right. Uh, but nothing would make it go away. I mean, it was, it was bad enough that like I would, I would go into work and I would like just go into the bathroom and sit on the toilet and just, just try to pass the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like, so that, I could just get through the day so that I could get home to get into my bathtub and and pass the time until I could go to sleep and wow. sleep 12 hours. And uh, and it was just bad because I just, you know, how'd you get over it then? So what ended up happening? I tried everything, you know, and then finally I was listening to I don't even know what it was. This this one audio recording on the Internet that said instead of trying to block out mm -hmm. the the panic attack instead of trying to distract yourself like i was trying to read a book or do mm -hmm. something and try to block it out so you're like oh you know try to distract yourself with something else try to turn it up to an 11 mm. like try to turn that fear you're feeling up just embrace that fear be like 
give me as much of it as 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 I as you can, right? Just like embrace that fear, just feel it a hundred percent. And so I thought, well, I have nothing to lose, so I did it. So I was like, all right, give it to me, fucking give it to me, all of it. I want it, right? And I just like just just try to get myself as scared as possible. Didn't distract myself. Just made myself feel it. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have a heart attack. I can't breathe. I can't, yeah. you know, and just like force it upon myself as much as possible. And you, and I very quickly hit a limit, very, very, very low at a very much lower level than what I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't bring any more fear. It was at the max. Yeah. And I, and I was like, oh, that's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And it's like that whole cliche, like you have nothing to fear but fear itself. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. And I was cured like that. Bam. The next day, no panic attacks. I was completely back to normal after two weeks of de- 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 uh, delib- debilitating uh, panic attacks, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so after that, I was like, shit, this would probably work for flying on airplanes. Yeah. So I went and I booked an airplane uh, ticket, okay? And I booked a window seat and I didn't bring my headphones. Oh, I didn't wow. bring anything. Face it head on. And I sat in the window seat and I opened up the window mm-hmm. and I made myself watch the entire time when we were taking off to watch the ground and I and I didn't try to block out the fear I was like let me feel as much fear I want to scare myself as as fucking much as I can looking out of this 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 window and and then when we you know and then we took off and obviously I was it was scary but I just let myself feel as much fear as possible just like don't try to block out any emotions I'm feeling just experience it all I want to experience it all and then uh, and then when we got into turbulence, normally I would like you know put on headphones and yeah. try to. Sh- I was like, no, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna I, I'm I gonna like, accept this. Yeah, <laughs> Give it to like, me. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know I was jumping up in my seat. I was like, yes, yeah. You know, like I was scared, but I was like making myself feel it. And then the same thing with landing. Like made myself watch the entire landing. It took two flights, and I was curious. I've I've flown probably like 150 times since then, all over the world, everywhere. You know, all kinds of countries. I've flown. Bam. You know have no fear of flying at all anymore i did the same thing with roller coasters as well so that that if you do that that will work so there's a secret guys you got to face your fears so uh okay all right so we have a few uh super chats okay have uh, and a bunch of phone lines guys a18 phone lines we're gonna try to get to you super chats come first yeah super chats come first and then uh and then we'll go to phone lines if you guys are waiting on the phone line you want to get your question make sure it's guaranteed answered Get it, do a super chat. Okay. So uh, we ahead. have one from earlier from Chris Puckett. Uh, okay. Nine, nine, nine super chat. Okay. John's uh, Permardo technique changed the way I work every day and mm. made me so much more yeah, productive. We read that one. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Uh, we have one from uh, Travis49. It went away. That's good to go. And then our current ones are Ahmed Hill, five bucks. Okay. A lot of heat being dropped. Keep up the good work, guys. Thank All you right. so much, Thank Ahmed. You. We appreciate it. Hill with the five dollars super chat. We got Travis another one. Thank you, Travis, bro. You're supporting, bro. Travis has a good question here. How do we obtain masculine energy? Step one: Don't hang out with beta males like Curtis Connor. Number two: You need to make sure that you surround yourself with guys that are like on a similar yeah. mission to you, man. Don't hang out with losers. If you're hanging out with guys that smoke pot all day yeah. and complain and cry about their situation, whatever, you're gonna start to be the next complainer and crier. So and number three, don't watch Philly on. They, they don't watch Philly <laughs> watch on either. Us. Yeah, watch us. Watch don't us. watch these guys that clearly like don't have a real perception of reality when it comes to dating. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And then uh, what else? Number four, surround yourself with, with guys that you can learn from. Like yep. John, yep. Uh, we've been like picking his brain about certain things, but we're making sure that we can exchange some kind of value as well with like, you know, Instagram, social media, that type of thing. Yep. Um, and yeah, man, just 
Hang out with guys that are winners. Provide value to those winners. Don't hang out with losers because they're going to make you feel like a loser. If you hang out with five idiots, you're going to be the sixth. Trust me. Every single time. But that's what it is. And another thing, too, real talk, blue pill guys, uh, you know what? If you work with them, whatever, keep it like sociable, whatever. But like understand that guys that are blue pill, like especially dudes that like are, you know, on this SJW wave, whatever, they're going to try to sabotage you if you, you know, speak about these types of belief systems, et cetera, guys. So keep the RP to yourself. Okay. A lot of you guys try to RP your friends and your cousins, whatever. Yeah. Trust me. When it's time, you'll know. They'll get their heart broken, and they'll come to you asking for answers, and that's when you can hand them the rational mail, show them our YouTube channel, show them John's YouTube channel, et cetera. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, next question. Uh, okay, Robertson S. with a 699 Canadian Super Chat. How old were you guys when you started getting girls consistently and figured them out? Uh, for me, 28, because in my 20s, bro, I sacrificed a lot to like make sure I can like not be an idiot and make some money and save. What about you, Fred? Fresh was always good Honestly, with the ladies. Man, like, I'm 19, and it's funny because I was a virgin until 18, and it's good for Canada, like change that whole di dynamic for me. And then I realized, yo, real quick, there's a bunch of tourists here, right? That like dating um, island boys. So what did I do? Logistics, guys. And by island I boys, went, he means the BBC. Yeah. I went to <laughs> a spot in Barbados called The Gap, right? And in The Gap, tourists always come to the party. But what did they come for? Sand, mm. the beach, and sex. There we go. So I, think you need another I put myself but... right, yeah, in that in that position where, where they were gonna be. Gotcha, I, I made the approaches. I had a constant stream of girls back and forth. Yeah. But once again, when it came to Miami, no one knew, knew who it was, and it didn't matter. But yeah, that's like the start of me getting girls. Um, and then uh, John, I don't know if you want to. But yeah, I mean, yeah. John's actually know, a virgin, guys. Yeah, in case you yeah, didn't, in case I, you didn't realize, yeah, I, hate to, I hate to say it on the air, but yeah, yeah. he's a virgin. Uh, <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, we got uh, Mike No Go Zones, $5. Uh, hello, guys, watching from Winwood, And I'm happy hey. because I just defeated COVID. Luckily, I was asymptomatic. That This is because I'm healthy. Regards. Thank you so much, man. Good to cover you, bro. Yeah. We, Winwood. Yeah. Yo, we were just there, right? Remember? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah were. Shout we out to Winwood, man. Coyo Coyo tacos, in the house. tacos, man. Yeah, thanks for passing on your asymptomatic COVID. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Coyo Taco's trash. Uh, you guys heard me heard it here first. Coyo's best, by Yeah. Way. He loves it. I hate it. I think it's trash. Overrated. <laughs> um, okay. Randy, Randy Swag, 499 Super Sticker. Uh, thank you so much, Randy Swag. Uh, we got C. Sujo Noak. You say uh, don't travel to a different country because you should become better. But have any of you actually been to the Philippines, Colombia, etc.? So, okay, man. Yeah. I already know where we're going to go here. Okay, let's rewind Stupid. that back. Like, yo. What we're telling you guys is this. We... Like, we understand that in other foreign countries, you know, that the women are more feminine, a little bit more. They respect male authority more because they're taught to do that. What we're telling you, though, is that if you don't have game, regardless of where you go, the only thing that's going to happen is that the fangs are going to come and bite you later on versus up front, like here. You know what I'm saying? In the States or Westernized countries. Now, with that said, um, you know, do I knock on guys that go to the Philippines or Colombia or whatever to get women? Nah, I don't. But I'm also going to tell you that, you know, us, we're here in Miami doing this thing. Credible, you know, we I would say we're like one of the most credible. You know, we got we do our, you know, two ladies, one table podcast multiple times a week, you know, and at the end of the day, are other du dudes doing that? You know what I'm saying? And doing it in Miami. No. But am I going to knock guys that go to these countries? No, because, you know, Colombia has hot chicks. You know, Philippines has hot women. I've heard great things about all these countries. But what we're here to tell you is don't let it be a, a, a crux where you're going to run off to a foreign country because, like, oh, I can't get girls here. Screw this. I hate American women. Oh. And then you, like, complain and rant about it. And then you go fly off to these countries like it's going to fix your problem. Yeah. If you don't got game, you're going to lose anyway. I mean, look, man, I love Colombia, man. I've been there. It's a fun time. Uh, I would just say don't make it a 
a thing to go to just to escape America. Yes. Because guess what, right? Like Colombia, I'm going to say it, it's not a wealthy country. So you're getting girls there. Obviously, they see you as, as a higher value guy off rip because you have money. You're American. But do they really love you? Probably not. Um, I mean, some 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 may, but let's just say like the the, the feminine role is going to play to the masculine role. And if you're not masculine, right. guess what? You're going to be, take, be taken advantage of or even worse, get played to make a move to America. And then she's going to leave you for another guy. So I would just say be careful when you go there. Uh, have fun. But don't rely on uh, Colombia or like Brazil or Philippines as a way to get girls. Because at the end of the day, guys, remember this. She belongs to the streets. Unless proven otherwise, no matter where you are. You know and, what I'm saying? And, and the, the same principle applies in the United States as well. If you're extremely masculine and you're a dominant guy, you're going to bring out the femininity in any woman. Yes. So if you're struggling with women being too masculine towards you, not being very feminine, it's because you're not very masculine. Because the most fe ardent feminist, when she's in the presence of a real masculine man, she'll fucking melt. And she'll and and she will become feminine. You will bring out that femininity in her. That's yep. that's just yeah. the truth. So if you're not seeing it, it's not. I mean, yeah. Granted, there are cultural differences, and you know we can complain about those things. But the problem isn't her; it's you. Yeah. So, facts. All right. Um, trippy octane. Okay, trippy octane scored a 33 on the bulldog test. Damn man, I'll fix it up, guys. Keep up the good work. Damn son, you got that. You got that message from John. Like, hey, you're a beta male. Okay, we got uh, uh, SM Kurt. Uh, I'm okay. Wait, Ensem Kurt. Okay, with the five uh, Canadian. I'm 39 federal government worker in Canada, HR professional. I make 80K and I recently became 100% debt free. I have 10K of savings. Where do I start? John, take it away. Where do you start? Uh, well, I he's mean, in Canada too. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think you probably need more money to put a down payment on, on, on real estate property. But where you start is, is, is two things, right? So, first of all, get your money up, right? You could probably make more than 80K, figure out a way to do that. Right. I mean, I think that you're not anywhere near the ceiling of what you could be making. And then also start building a side business. Right? There's no reason to not have a side business to, to start doing that, because realistically, if you really want to get to, you know, get the book, if you haven't already, guys, uh, MJ DeMarco's Millionaire Fastlane. Okay? Yep. And Unscripted is also a phenomenal book. Yeah. A bit longer, but yeah. And, and what you'll realize, like if you read that book, is that the only way you're actually going to get to your real financial independence goals is that you're going to need to build a business. You're going to need to be yeah. you're going to need to be making at some point like three, four hundred thousand dollars a year. So you got to figure out a way that you're going to be able to do that, at least that amount, right? Hopefully even more than that. But you got to figure out a way to do that. So if you if you can't do that, then yeah, I mean you can still invest and you can still, but but just realize that your retirement timeline is going to be, you know, when you're like. 40, 50, 60 years yeah. old. If you want to retire in your 30s, you're going to have to be making big money. You're going to be making $400,000 a year. So, yeah. so yeah. if you can't figure out a way to do that, then, you know, because you got to just do the math. The other thing I'll tell you real quick is your best friend and every one of you guys should be playing with a compound interest calculator. Okay. I want you to just like play with it and play with the variables because there's three variables in a compound interest calculator, right? There's time, there's interest rate, and there's initial capital. Okay, so play with those variables and see what happens. Oh, if I get this kind of return on my money, if I get a twenty percent return on my money, but I have a hundred thousand dollars, how many years will it take before I have three million dollars? Okay, you should be able to figure out that answer that could, and, and and see see what you think and see what it actually is, and then say, well, what if I just get a five percent return, but I start with a million dollars or let's say five hundred thousand dollars, and then I give it you know, 10 years or, you know what I mean? So, so you can play those variables and you can see this way you actually know what, what is realistic. Cause most, most guys are like, Oh, well, I just need to do what the financial advisors tell me. And I just need to save my money, put it in 401k and then eventually I'll magic retire. Boom. But you don't actually know the numbers and you haven't <laughs> actually charted it out. So you don't know 
like which path you're going on. So play with the variables and see where you got to get to where you want to get. So have your end goal in mind. I want to make, I want to need to have this net worth so I can have this kind of cash flow. Okay. And then say, okay, well, what, what variable configure? There's multiple ways to get there, right? You can, you know, uh, you can get a very low interest rate and have a hundred years to compound it and, and, and you'll, you'll make a lot of money, right? There's a lot of ways to get there, but you got to figure out which, which variables are you going to play with and, and get to. And then you have to realistically come up with a plan that's going to get you there. Otherwise it's just pipe dreams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Uh, we got another one here. Um, Desmond uh, Faulkner. Hey, how do you reinvest? Re- wait, sorry. Reinvent yourself after you have watched uh, wasted time in life. I'm inspired by you guys and I want to pick up, the pieces, any advice? Sorry, guys, my glasses, I can't see right now. I'm blind. Yeah, uh, yeah so I guess uh, he wasted some time and right. he wants to re- uh, reinvent himself. Uh, probably wasted his 20s away partying or doing some dumb stuff. Uh, what would you say? Gosh, I mean, there's a few ways to approach this. I, I think if you keep on thinking of wasting your life or wasting your time, you're just not going to have the right mindset. You need to think about it in, in this sense is that everything happens for a reason in life. Yep. Uh, in fact, I'm just going to read you something that I wrote on Instagram because I think it's it's pretty pretty relevant to this. And I don't want to try and paraphrase the, the same thing here. But I, I think I just published this yesterday. This is what I said. Yeah. Okay. There's no such thing as a mistake. There's no such thing as failure. There's no need for guilt or shame. Everything that happened in your life had to happen. Every choice you made, you had to make. If you had the knowledge or discipline to make a different choice, you would have, but you didn't, so you didn't. That means that nothing is your fault, not because you're not responsible for your actions, but because there is no fault. There is no blame. Thoughts come into your head uninvited just as they do to others. We have choices. We make those choices, but we always make those choices based on who we are in that moment. We didn't decide we would be what we would be in any given moment, but we do decide who we will become in the future. Don't focus on the past. Don't focus on mistakes. Don't focus on how many times you fucked up. It was all ordained. None of it could have been any different than it was. Take responsibility for your life, but not blame. Replace regret with action. Bam. You are on the exact road you're supposed to be on. See you at the end. Bam. Smooth. Damn, son. Where'd you find this? Yeah, I'm not even going to keep going on that one. That was lit. That was Thank good. you, John. That was yeah. great advice. Um, we got Knowledge Seeker with the uh, Canadian 699. Myron and Fresh, how often do you get rejected when you guys go for cold approaches? How often do you guys cold approach? I cold approach yeah. all the time, man. Um, I get rejected a lot. Like, I would say... Guys, like I get rejected if I let's say I cold approach like ten chicks, I'll probably like maybe get seven or uh, sorry, like maybe like four or five phone numbers, and then like maybe one materialized into anything. Yeah. Like guys, cold approaches is, is a very when you do the numbers, it's a very difficult way to get women. I'm not gonna lie, especially if it's like you're doing night game or day game. Um, it, it's not easy, and understand that you're gonna get rejected way more than when you get accepted. So, yeah. you know, like yesterday, those uh, I'll give you guys an example. Those two girls that we had here yesterday, we called approached them on the street. You know what I'm saying? So, it, you know, we, we ended up getting lucky with that one where they came right back with us. But it doesn't always work out that way. You know, yeah. cold approach is a numbers game. Go I ahead. mean, for me, I don't cold approach that much because like, I feel like Instagram is better, better use of my time. But when I do cold approach, I just connect, ask for Instagram. I connect that way. It seems to work very well. So I just use Instagram as like, like, like my crutch, so to speak. So uh, I would say it's a pretty good response. Offline and online for me. Right. One thing I'll say about that that I think is important to note is that like realistic, I, th- I think a lot, of, a lot of guys ask this number because they don't they don't get realistic numbers from from guys like, and and what what I'll tell you about this is like if you are the the giga super Chad, and you bat at uh, a ten percent rate, like mm-hmm. one in ten 
of a of a score, let's say, mm-hmm. that is that's you're phenomenal. Great. Yeah. Okay. So world class. Yeah. So if you're not the Giga Chad, okay, mm-hmm. uh, like you, your realistic rate starting out mm-hmm. might be one in three hundred. Now, when guys, when I say this, guys are like, "Oh, that's not worth it." Doesn't. Yeah. It's not like you're going to stay at one in three hundred. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that might be what it is. And hey, if you're a door-to-door salesman, mm-hmm. okay, and you're selling vacuum cleaners, yep, and it's like one out of fifty people buy a vacuum cleaner, which is probably that's probably a realistic number for yeah. selling vacuum cleaners door to door. Yep. If you want to sell 10 vacuum cleaners, you got to knock on 500 doors. Yep. That's just how it is. That's door just door to door sales. Just baby. Like, and, yep. and if you start your vacuum clean salesman job, whatever it is, and, and you, and you think, Oh, well, you know, people should buy my vacuum cleaner and you go and you knock on five doors and you're like, Oh, they all rejected me. Yep. This shit doesn't work. I don't see how anyone can sell vacuums. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, do 50 even even if you do 50 you might it still might not happen and, you, and you, because the law of probability you know the odds say that it, it's not going to be perfectly one out of 50 yeah maybe you know it's there's a very good chance Averaging. that it could be a hundred yeah before you even get one or 200 that's not without uh, that's with well within the standard deviation for yeah. math geeks okay so just have a realistic expectation like if you're not a super good looking guy then you, the best you might ever be able to get is with with a lot of game is 1 out of 20 right yep. you might start at like 1 out of 200 right and then you develop enough game to be able cuz so and that's also just a good definition for game what what is game what what is it to have game right because guys are always like oh is it looks money status blah 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 game doesn't really exist but game just all that game is is it's just increasing your odds yeah that's all that it's doing so Mm -hmm. so game is 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 the difference between one out of 200 approaches and one out of 20 yep right so so it's not just a numbers game it's improving the numbers and it's improving the quality that you could get with those numbers and so you just have to have a realistic because most of the guys that go into this black pill kind of doomer type of mindset the reason why they do it is because they don't have a realistic expectation because 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 everyone's their perception is oh if i was just a chad then like every single girl I talk to yeah, seriously. would uh, would give me her phone number and, and want to sleep with me. And it's just not true. You know, a girl can think that you're the best looking guy in the in the whole fucking world, the, the most gorgeous guys that she's ever seen. And she's out at a bar with her friend because it's her friend's birthday. And it doesn't matter if you have ten thousand dollars in your pocket and you're the the giga chad of giga chads yep she's still not going home with you. Yep. No so, man, it's true, man. And yep. like guys, just because you're a chad doesn't mean you're gonna get the girls. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, all right. What else do we got here? All right. So we have a, a sticker from King Chris. Oh, $10 King Dr. Chris. Dr. Marco. But thank you. There's a question in the chat, though, for him. Okay. Uh, for Yeah, because uh, he uh, couldn't chat. Uh, oh, he couldn't chat? Okay. What's much. the question? So thanks for setting up this podcast with the boss, Bulldog John Somes. <laughs> Tons of gems being dropped. Notes are being taken. Hashtag Fresh Fit Fam. Oh. Hey, man. Thank you, bro. Appreciate thanks, bro. you. Get a Don DeMarco. <laughs> Right, so, uh, we'll hit the we'll hit the phone lines. Uh, we'll hit. Uh, okay, we'll hit. Who do you want to hit first, Chris? Eight one eight. Yep. Okay. Eight one eight. We'll get him on the line. Yeah, he's been waiting for a bit. Uh, thank you for holding. Eight one eight. You're on the live on the show, man. What's up? Eight one eight. Going once. Yo, what's up, guys? Can you hear me? Yo, what up, man? What's up, bro? Is this Cam? Hey, it's Cam from LA. How are yeah, you guys? What's, hey, up, what's up, Cam? Hey, John, good to hear from you too, man. And thanks for coming on the show with uh, Fresh Prince and Amiron. Yeah. Yeah, good to hear it from you, man. So, I, 
Yeah, good to hear from you guys. So I wanted to uh, ask uh, John a question about uh, real investing in real estate out of state. So as sure. you know, John, I also live in California and I want to know, um, you have properties, I believe, that are out of state. How did you overcome the hurdle of, because I have, I have some, a few properties as well, but I'm kind of concerned about going out of state because I'm not able to visit the property and uh, just being, having it near me within my vicinity, I feel more comfortable about it. But what did you do to kind of uh, overcome that uh, uh, obstacle of investing out, out of state? Because I know there's property value out in, the, let's say, the state of Indiana that's much more cheap, it's affordable, and you can get a good rate of return on it. So, well, let me, let me ask you this question. So if you were going to buy a stock, let's say an Apple stock, would you need to go and tour the Apple facilities and and uh, <laughs> check them out, you know, check out, see how are you guys making those iPhones? Like, uh, let me, let me look over your shoulder. I don't know. I'm not sure about this. This, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, uh, so, so I, I bought a lot of my properties sight unseen because it doesn't matter because, because the numbers are what matter. Right. Yep. And so now I did my due diligence, right? So I hired a home inspector to go and take pictures. I had my real estate agent on the ground, uh, taking video and looking at the property, right? I double checked the numbers. I had the property management company check it out. I had a friend of mine if there was in the area, hey, go just drive by that property. Make sure that it's not like, you know, in the ghetto or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but but you can do all that that research. So, and, and then you know, and I decided that I wanted to buy the property sight unseen because I wanted to not create a dependence on me going to have to see the. Because what am I going to do? I, I like I walk around the property and I'm like, hmm, this looks good. As if I know what the <laughs> fuck I'm talking about when I'm looking at, pro- you know what I mean? Like a home inspector, no, you know, what I mean, like kick the foundation. Yeah, that seems like a solid foundation. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, why do I need to see it? I don't need to see it. Cool, got it. And when you're looking into outdoor, like uh, the last question would be: when you're looking at properties out of state, are you looking at the appreciation rate of the state of that you're investing in? Uh, but also, at the same time, you're looking at the cash flow of what it can offer you, right? I'm I'm really only looking at the cash flow of what it can offer me. It basically, I in cash flow is the wrong word, right? It's it's really a capitalization rate is what I'm looking at, right? So that that's the thing that that I'm looking at. Uh, you you basically have three metrics in in real estate: is the capitalization rate, you have the cash and cash return, and you have the IRR or irrespective rate of return. And so the capitalization rate is the best metric for the the, char- the characteristic the the investment quality of the property because that is essentially what you would get if you bought the property cash and then after all expenses, what would be left over? That's, that's your return on your, on your investment. Okay. So that's kind of the best way to compare things. Now, when you look at things like cash and cash return, that, that takes more into account. Like if you got a mortgage on the property and then like based on how much cash you invested, what is your return? And then your irrespective rate of return looks at overall, like over a five-year period, you enter the property with this much money, you exit with this much, what's your, uh, what's your effective rate of return per year if it were compounded over that five-year period. And so, uh, so, so the reason why I'm saying all that is just to say that the, the appreciation shouldn't, I don't take into account because that doesn't indicate whether it's a good investment or not. Uh, that's because that, that makes it more speculation, right? So I just want to look at, does it have a good capitalization rate? And, and here's the, the kind of the secret and the key the things is that, that you always buy properties at market value. What I mean by that is whatever the capitalization rate is in a particular geographic area, that's what you buy the property at. Even if you get a discount on it, you essentially have foregone your ability to flip that contract 
and and earn money on that in order to buy it. You you at the capitalization rate that that is going. So uh, so so really, what you what you need to look at is in a geographic area what is the average capitalization rate because that determines both what you're going to buy the property at and what you can sell it at. Uh, you know even even after it appreciates as well. So really just look at that is is my my opinion on it but cam you got to get off the air bro you you get such free value right now that's a wrap man <laughs> thank, you. thank you john for all that knowledge um cam uh we'll catch you yeah, appreciate got, you guys no anytime man guys we're gonna have a zoom call right after this so it's gonna be a little bit shorter yeah short. uh but we're gonna we're answer a few more super chats and then uh we'll close candace thing here in a second um all right uh let's go on to the next super chatter uh chris uh we got empire of uh real estate um he goes uh follow up on social circles have you found exotic car ownership ha has gotten you into uh what is it been into i ben friend, friend groups ben friend groups uh i, I think he means beneficial friend groups uh -huh. via car meets oh this is a good question for yes. fresh go ahead talk about this yeah man so a lot of guys don't know this right but one of the best ways to be millionaires people influence people with money is car shows because guess what a lot of these rich people what do they invest in? Cars and real estate. But for the most part, on weekends, they, they, they take their cars out, they go to car shows, and you know what? They're more open to hear, maybe you talk about your business, what do you do? And it's a good networking tool. So I recommend everybody, if you can, at some point in life, get an exotic car. Even if, even, even if you have to like rent one, get it for that day, go to the car show, and network. And guess what? My mentor, um, he, he, he does um, exotic car hacks. He teaches guys how, how to get cars for a lower price. I met him at a car show. It's like, guys, get this, right? You start off life at one point, right? You want to know your immediate circle. To get outside that circle, you have to do things that you're not, you wouldn't normally do. But some of these people that you want to meet, they're not where you, where you normally hang out. Where, where are they going to be at? And one of them is car shows. So I recommend if you can, get an exotic car, um, go to the car show, see it for yourself, and then go to those car shows and, and meet people. Hey, man, I love your car, bro. This is a McLaren. This is a, a Lamborghini. Uh, tell me a little, bit, a little bit about it. And you'd be surprised so much, they, you know, saying they love the cars, they talk to you. So, yeah, man, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a pilot. Oh, I'm an investor. Oh, I do I do stocks. Oh, I, I'm hiring for this business. Uh, do you know any, anyone that wants a job? Boom. I have a friend, right? He does um, IT security, and he does, he does like cameras, setups, and networking um, setups. All of his clients came from car meets, and they're all wealthy as hell. I know he's a multimillionaire, and he was broke when he went to car show. So I'm just saying, like, you can meet people there that you never, you know, you know, you wouldn't normally meet just by having an exotic car. And guess what? When you have your own, it's like a a, a respect level that you you wouldn't normally have if you didn't have one. So it's very important. All right. Perfect. Okay, so uh, we're gonna go back to the phone lines and transition back to uh, any more super chats, uh, Chris? No, we're good. All right, back to the phone lines. All right, five oh one. Hey there, this is Ryan from Denver. I had a real quick question um, regarding like logistics. Um, so one of the things that I started noticing is I live in like a small town, not really a small town, but like a city outside of Denver. And I noticed I was paying a lot of money on like hotels and stuff like that. Would it be a better option just to move to like a bigger city and live there? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, Ryan, in your situation, yeah, dude, you got to – and we'll talk about this more in the Zoom call. I'm going to give you a little bit more detail because we got to get off the air here. Yeah. But, yes. Yeah, move. I can get more detail. There. Yeah, you got to – yeah, you got to get the fuck out of where you're at, bro. Yeah, move, bro. If move. I'm going to keep it honest with you, no cap, like, you got to get the hell out of where you're at. Ryan, so. those girls that are flying in to see you, 
It'd be way better if you were in the city. Facts. Just keeping it 100. And we'll talk about that in a, in a uh, behind the scenes. Which, guys, if you want to get the exclusive stuff that we can't talk about on YouTube and the real game and all, all the other stuff, get on our Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash freshfit. If you join right now, yeah. we're going to run a Zoom call right now. You guys can come in, get to ask uh, John for Bulldog Mindset questions. Us, we'll probably run for about 30 to 40 minutes. Yeah. You're going to get a value-loaded uh, Zoom call. We do these things once a week on Mondays at the 97 tier and up. We had to increase the tiers, guys, because... Uh, these feminists are trying to invade our Patreon. Thanks. So uh, we got a, a, another super chat here Philion. Uh, by Kevin Murphy. Uh, yeah, Philion. Uh, Murphy's Law. What can go wrong on a date with a beta male will go wrong. <laughs> well facts. said. 1,000% facts. <laughs> facts. Um, okay. Um, any other super chats, Chris? No, we're good. All right. We'll we'll, we'll do one more call. Yeah, we'll uh, who's been waiting call. longer? Uh, uh, 224. 224 has been waiting longer. Oh. So 224, we'll get you on. 224? Hey, how's it going, y'all? This is Jay from Chicago calling back. Hey, what's up, hey, what's man? Up, Jay? Do a quick question, bro. What's up? Hey. Hey, uh, so yeah, quick, real quick. Um, so I saw those girls you guys had on the uh, the podcast the other night. One of the things I was thinking about is how um, it's really interesting how when you ask younger women, right, their opinions on uh, guys with a lot of money, they don't, they kind of tend to shrug that off and they're like, hey, I'm going to make my own money. I'm not oh, worried yeah. about it. But you notice that tends to really change as you get up into like 30s and 40s and stuff like that. So just wanted to see what your guys' thoughts are on that and if that's like actually something legitimate that you see where it's like guys going in and trying to talk to girls in their 20s about their money always get turned down, but that tends to hit a lot harder when, you know, in the 30s and 40s and tends to get you a lot more, yeah, man, a lot more action. Bro, you got to understand that women are 1,000% capping 99% of the times when you ask them anything exactly. when it comes to, you know, how their, their partner account and or like what's your – like how much do you care about money? They're always yeah. gonna say, "Oh, I don't care about money," but it's yeah. no, they do. The they thing do. is, is that they don't overtly care about money. I'll give you an example. Girls don't necessarily care that you made ten thousand uh, dollars, you know, today on the stock market from trading stocks. What they do care is that you can come into their house and tell her, "Hey, pack your bags, we're going to Tulum tomorrow." That's what they like. They like the freedom yeah. that money provides. That's why, like, uh, you know, if you look at like consumerism and debt, like women hold three uh, three quarters of the debt, and the reason why is because. They spend money first and ask questions later, and they don't really care about making money. They care about the freedom that money uh, provides and the lifestyle that it allows them to provide. And they understand that it's a necessary evil to get what they want. You know what I'm saying? So women don't look at money yep. the same way we do. We look at it like, oh, I made ten thousand the other day. Oh, cool. How'd you make that money? Whatever. A girl's like, oh, I made a thousand dollars today. Cool. I got my rent covered. I'm I'm chilling now. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not built for success like we are. They're, you know, there's no burner performance on them to make a lot of money. Some women obviously have that. You know, where they're going to school and they want to become doctors, whatever. But women don't have the same intrinsic uh, need to make money like men do. We understand from the, the, the day we're born that what you provide to the world is where your value stems. Women, like, they kind of have to, like, learn that that burden of performance. Whereas, like, men just naturally have it. Yeah, it's funny because John called her out on the show. He was like, yo, you're saying that now. When you get 30, that's going to change. Yeah. Facts. That's funny. Facts. Yeah. Facts. But all right, uh, we're going to move on to the next guy, caller. But that was yeah, an excellent so we question. Have, uh, King Chris on the line right now. Oh, let's get King Chris Appreciate on. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. Peace, man. King Chris, and then we'll can this thing. Go ahead, up, Chris? Chris. Go ahead, Chris. Welcome. Yo, can you guys hear me? Yeah, can you yeah. hear me clearly? Yeah, yeah. Bro. What's up, man? Yeah. Well, what's going on, fellas? You know, I just wanted to call in real quick and do a quick testimonial and get an, uh, one quick question. Sure. Um, so uh, for anyone that's on the fence, as far as like joining the uh, Patreon, I highly recommend it. There's tons of valuable information in there. Uh, Fresh and um, Myron, they go above and beyond, you know, uh, to provide uh, lots of information for guys that, you know, trying to be successful, you know, on your, <clears throat> on your purpose, you know what I'm saying? So 
you guys should definitely, um, the best thing you can do is invest in yourself and uh, shout out to John also. Um, Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Uh, and guys, we definitely paid him a thousand dollars to call in and give that testimony. Yeah, we did, we did, we so did. I hope you guys definitely sign up to the Patreon because <laughs> yeah. we're scamming out here. But go ahead, Chris. Ask check. your question, bro, uh, real quick, and then well, so we can send out the Zoom link. Go ahead. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my question, is, uh, and it's for all three of you, but um, we'll let John answer uh, cause it because you got I wanna, access to us. I want to invest. Oh yeah, um, we'll let John Zoom take call, care right? of it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Go ahead. No, no, no. But ask your question. For but, sure. like, but John will answer it. Yeah. It's it's about investing in uh, real estate, like abroad, like uh, back home, because uh, both of my parents are immigrants as well, um, from Kenya and from Laos, and um, so I, I always thought about doing that as well. And John, have you have you done that or considered that? And like, uh, what steps did you take? If you can give some quick points about that. Yeah, so I haven't done it myself, but but I will tell you, you know, that I have considered it. And the biggest consideration that I found with with foreign investments is is securing a loan, right? Because that's that's you know, uh, a lot of places it's not quite as favorable, right? We can get loans for where you put twenty percent down in the United States, and it's a fairly standard process of conventional loans of you know underwriting and, and whatnot, whereas. Uh, actually, so the person you want to talk to if you really want to do foreign real estate investment or, or look into this is uh, is Andrew from Nomad Capitalist, right? Uh, that that guy he knows he knows everything about uh, living abroad and investing abroad. So uh, you know, uh, Nomad Capitalist, Andrew uh, what, Henderson, Andrew Henderson, I believe. I, I'm I'm spacing his last name. I think that's right. But uh, anyway. damn, John, you look great on camera. By the way, I just had to say that, man. <laughs> Wonder, yeah, who set up that lighting in that camera? I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> hey, bro, I want to say what one one quick thing. Shout out to C. Pogson in the background and Todd also because they're they're holding it down too, making the podcast yeah. work and everything. Yeah. You know, that's Chris. all I'm gonna say. Shout thank you guys Chris. very shout much. Have Chris a good night. Hey, uh, Chris. Chris gave you guys a shout out. Uh, yeah, man. Thank you, Chris. All right, guys. All right. So we're gonna end the show there, guys. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Get on the Patreon, patreon.com slash freshfoot. We're going to run a Zoom call right, right now, now where you guys will be able to ask us questions along with John. It's going to be quick, though, because we got to go to Moxie's and womanize on the waitresses there. So <laughs> we will catch you guys. We're going to catch you guys on the next one. Tune in on Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, you know what? We'll probably make a response to like these people coming yes. at us. Curtis and Cur- Philly. Curtis. No, the real talk. We're going to cook the real show, those yeah. old broads that made jokes on us, okay? So tune in on Wednesday, 6 p.m. Yes. right here. Same bad time, same bad place. Tom is shaking his head, and so is Andrew because they're scared <laughs> of us getting demonetized. Yep. But we don't give a fuck. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace. <laughs>